Welcome to Fate Moon Archive, a podcast about wading through 20 years of type moon. I'm your host, Fan, and joining me is... I'm Ben Enns. Did you say your pronouns? No. Okay. We always talk about this. We don't always talk about it, but more than we really need to. Um, what are we doing today, Ben? We're covering days 8 through 10 of Fate's Day Night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we're also boiling like lobsters. <laughs> it is a very hot weekend it's in like Boston. It's like in Boston or something like that. Yeah, I don't know. What... I don't know what the actual temperature is because I refuse to go outside, but... um, Let's see. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it's 26 degrees right now. Uh-huh. Uh, it's going to get up to 31, 35 tomorrow. For weak-willed people, how much is... uh? What temperature is it? One sec. Uh... Um, 81. That's too much. Yeah. It's not as bad as I thought. It really is. We're in spring. It's not even June yet. God damn it. We also have the world's weakest air conditioner, brand new air conditioner going in the background uh, in a desperate attempt to stop it from boiling us in this room. Uh, Sorry if our sound quality is a little lower than normal. Yeah. It shouldn't affect it too much, but no. you know what it goes. I, I hope that you're not hearing the AC. It just, you might hear a little lower quality version of us. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, As we both boil, our takes are going to be lower quality because our brains are overheating. Yes. Um, From the heat and also... I've already got rock bottom takes, let me tell you. <laughs> anyway... Yuri Tea Time... We have a plethora of things that we could talk about in your tea time today. I don't have any tea today. I ran out of my fun tea drinks that I like to drink during the podcast and uh-huh. haven't had a chance to get any because I've been I'm like staring at one right now, Ben. It's the wrong flavor. I'm afraid to try it. Okay. I got it because it's a different flavor and I wanted to like try it out, but like I've been too afraid to. And at All this right. point, I would have to stick it in the freezer and wait for it to cool, and it would delay our whole recording. Fen, this is unworkable. I don't know why you suggested it. Speaking of not want- wanting to and also not wanting to change yourself, accept my fist of love. <laughs> what is the... It's getting an official localization. Yeah, what's the I official title? I don't remember what it... Catch... Oh, Catch These Hands? Catch These Hands is a very funny... Yeah. Okay, so... What's the author of this? Oh, one sec. Let me pull it up. Um, Murata. Uh, yeah, looks like I have a pix of. Don't have a, anyway. Um, yeah, just Murata. This is a fun little Yuri that was brought to our attention. Who who posted it first in our chat? Oh gosh, was it Marin one or was sec. it Blue? Ah, Marin. Marin's the first one who brought it previous guest on the podcast marin friend once of the show once and future guest marin. once and future guest marin uh who brought it to our attention in uh our tiny little server and what's what's give me the pitch on uh fist of love <laughs> um less less than that name would have you believe there's um, no fisting in it no uh there's fisting in the yakuza fisting artist sense i'm sorry there's a man in yakuza who calls himself a real fisting artist and he teaches you how to punch good (laughs) 
So the main character is a delinquent or Yankee. Uh huh. <laughs> it's so funny, like living in New England, and uh, and no, and like seeing. I feel like a lot of times Yankee isn't like it's localized as delinquent or punk or, yeah. or like something like that. But that is a phrase that is used in Japan yes. that yes. feels very funny to us. Yes. Um. So she was a punk in high school. Um, I don't remember what her punk origin story was. Uh, She's just always been like that. Yeah. Um, so she was a punk in high school and now she's 22 and hasn't really gone anywhere with her life. Yeah. Freeder is a word that I've. uh, She does like like part time jobs. Yes. It is like neat slash, um, yeah, you do like part time jobs and don't really have a like job per se or it's like not even part-time jobs so much as like yes temporary jobs um and so she uh sits up one day and is like you know i haven't really moved on all of my friends have everyone else that was in the gang is like getting married and having kids i should try to be an adult uh Uh, and so she goes to get clothes Mm mm-hmm and meets that's the first thing you have to do when you're deciding to grow up is you have to go spend a bunch of money on new clothes a bunch of money that she doesn't have because um but yeah so uh she's like okay i'm gonna go get clothes oh no i don't actually know how to dress myself in anything that isn't she's wearing like, like a big fur collar like punk jacket uh-huh she looks and fantastic she has, a, she has a plethora of graphic tees almost uh-huh. all of them have dogs on them uh-huh. um and so yeah uh they're working the store that she ends up at is um oh god i'm never gonna remember her name have we said that her name is uh takebe Takebe is the main character. Yeah. Soramori. Soramori. <laughs> is right. the other girl, which uh, her name is like both first and last are like notably over the top. Yeah. Uh huh. There's a there's a translator's note about them being like, oh, yeah, this is the this is a. It would be the equivalent of like a real person having a Nasu Western name uh-huh. of like no one names themselves like that. No one has a name like that. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, but yeah, so uh, Takebi instantly recognizes Soromori and is like, oh no, does she know who I am? Did you say who she was? Oh, Soromori is her uh, like former rival. Yeah, when from another in- school. The leader, the, the toughest girl at another high school that would yeah. fight her all the time. Um, and it's like, oh no, does she recognize who I am? I know who she is. Does she recognize who I am? Is she punking oh, me? Is she yeah. going to have me pick out dumb clothes because I don't know any better? Yeah. Um, and she ends up walking away with like a biker jacket. <laughs> having not at looks all... Looks good on her. Yeah, it does look good on her. It hasn't changed her, uh, her vibe at all. Um... And she and, also walks away with a letter of challenge yes. written on the fancy stars uh, uh, paper. Soromori gives Takebe a like business card or like a like a store card, mm-hmm. um, and says, "Hey, turn this over at some point." <laughs> and as she's walking away, she turns it over and it says, "I will meet you at this park at this time." It does say letter of challenge? Yeah. Oh, yes. Um, and so they get in a, f- a fight and. 
Solomori says, okay, I won. Now you have to date me. <laughs> she says, if I win, then you have to date me. And she's, and uh, Takebe is so conf- uh, like surprised that she is easily defeated. Yeah. Although she's also a wimp, as it turns out, because yeah. she hasn't been working out. And so it's about the two of them together. Yeah. Um, That's very cute. Yeah. Yeah. It's a uh, it's a lot of very, very like lovably grumpy sprites or not sprites uh drawings. Murata very good at drawing grumpy faces. Uh-huh. And like you might think that really what I'm talking about is they're very good at drawing one grumpy face. <laughs> that is not true. They th- the num- the sheer number of faces that are definitively grumpy but are like shades of grumpy is really in- impressive <laughs> i would say um but it kind of unfolds into this cute story about like uh looking for things in other people and not really knowing what you want to do with yourself and not knowing how much not really being able to connect to another person and wanting to and all mm-hmm. that so it's good stuff it's it's a goofy short 20 chapters is the perfect length for a manga because it's like a it's a one afternoon of reading and then you're free and you're like wow that was nice and it didn't overstay my it's welcome i don't know that i would say that in general 20 chapters is a perfect amount but i think it is it is a perfect amount for this style of thing which is like very light and breezy they see six chapters infuriating too short i don't even yes. want to read it you know and i agree I, this is the thing is like i talked on a previous yuri tea time about disliking one shots yeah because it's just like i don't have enough time to get into these characters yeah. and like yeah six chapters is like it too might short. as well be a one shot yeah um 20 is like yeah i think it's like either 20 or like well 20 or like 20 or like 90 100 see the thing is, is that, like, both Girls Last Tour and Octave are two of my favorite things ever, and both of them are, like, six volumes. How many chapters is that? Ah, uh, like, 45-ish. That's pretty good. Kind of depe- kind of depends on the length of the chapter, uh-huh. is the thing. Um, uh, but, yeah, I think it's, like, a solid three-star. Uh-huh. Is my vibe yeah. on... It's a good um, one, though. Apparently four volumes of this. Uh, it's being officially localized, if you care about that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, speaking of official localizations, let's talk about something that is... I think... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Seven Seas is well-known for localizing basically anything. <laughs> <laughs> good for them, honestly. Uh, they're, they're the ones doing the... the what if an asteroid hit the earth and everyone was gay now <laughs> Wait, except what if, for what if an, a meteor made everyone gay except for one chick and also a guy who was, was an astronaut who he wasn't on earth when the meteor hit so he's still straight i've heard um, there's some like very complex discourse around the uh gay meteor book uh because like turf types are also mad about it i guess yeah uh impossible to understand it's hard enough to like have any sort of grasp of discourse in languages i understand yes couldn't tell you the premise is inherently funny though 
Yes. Inherently absurd. Um, okay. So, uh... Real quick, Seven Seas announced. We're not talking. We're we weren't. We're not here to talk about the gay meteor book. No. What are we here to talk about? What's it um, called? First off, Asumi Chan is interested in lesbian brothels. We've, We've talked, talked about, about it on the podcast before. It's cute. Maybe my favorite ongoing manga that I'm reading right now. Mm. Um, it's really good. Uh highly recommended. Um, horny. very very horny, but in a, I think. Horny for horny's sake is fine. Mm-hmm. I'm perfectly happy for there to be things that are horny for horny's sake. Uh, Asumi-chan is much more like horny for uh, story's sake, if that makes sense. It's porn with a plot, you see. I would say it, it is like plot that has porn in it. Uh-huh. Uh, and like fully 25 to 50% of every chapter is just like, yeah, she goes and sees les- lesbian sex workers. Uh-huh. Like, that is the thing. Um, so there's a lot of sex. But it's also like about her exploring such sexuality and what mm-hmm. she's comfortable with and like what it what it means to be like this. And like, uh, yeah, it's just like it's really warm and, and cute. Again, not what we're here to talk about. We've talked about this already. There's no freaking way I'll be your lover unless... Or, is that the localization title? That's the localized title, which is, like, pretty good. Um, Fine, yeah. The... Oh, God. What is the... What is the fan title? Yeah. There's no way I can't have a lover. Or maybe there is. Mm-hmm. Is the fan translation. Or Wanatare is the... Is the acronym for, like uh for or not acronym shortening abbreviation of yeah. the japanese title um so this is about a girl uh-huh named renako mm-hmm. who was a lonely lonely uh she thinks of herself as a failure in middle school she's like a gamer loser yeah like um otaku type she didn't have any friends in middle school so when she went to high school she's like I'm going to make friends this time Mm -hmm. and managed to befriend the student or class president Mm -hmm. or student council president. I don't don't remember. She she managed to befriend the popular girl who everyone has a crush on. The, the like princess type. Yeah. You know what I mean? The like, the like, Oh, you're like a European noble. (laughs) Yeah. Um, the you're a quarter foreign so you have long blonde so hair, blonde hair and <laughs> are absolutely gorgeous uh-huh um, and rich <laughs> yes and rich and so that's great she's like oh yeah hell yeah i've made a friend and then <laughs> like two months in she's like oh no <laughs> having friends is so much work uh-huh, uh-huh um and she realizes oh actually i can't really deal with i i I may try, but I cannot suppress my like uh um introverted tendencies. Mm-hmm. Um and you know, goes up to the roof and is like, Okay, oh great to be alone. I don't have to like talk to anyone or like try to keep a conversation going. This uh-huh. rules. Um this is also just me at any time there are more than like three people in my vicinity. I'm like, where's a roof I can escape to? Uh-huh. And Mai is the name of the girl that, that she is friends with. What's um, the author of this? 
Oh, uh, oh god, right. So, this was a light novel originally. Oh, okay. That makes and sense. is now a manga. And uh -huh. so, um, I don't like see. this enough to read the light novel. I might try the light novel. I probably won't. I don't. I don't know what who the author is. Honestly, uh, I cannot list all the names. Okay, Monsieur Takeshimi Eku and Taren Mikami are listed. Okay. Are listed. One um, of them's the author. Another one's probably an illustrator, and a third one is hanging no out. Idea. Yeah, mysterious. Uh -huh. Um. So this girl goes up to the roof. Yeah. To like get some air, and yeah. Mai, the like popular girl, runs up because she's worried that something's wrong with her. Well. Turns out Mai was also trying to escape from everyone uh -huh. and just, like, relax a little. Uh, and then various things happen, and Maya's like, oh, actually, I love you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, they have, like, a weird moment together after falling off of the roof. Uh -huh. And, uh, like, connect on this, oh, like, I'm socially overstimulated Oh yeah, Eat. yeah. You know what I mean. And the the main character Renako is like, oh gods, it rules having a friend, um, who I can like talk about this with. Uh -huh. This is really nice, and like I feel relaxed around you. And then Maya's like, actually, I have like romantic feelings for you. Yeah. Uh huh. Um, and so the the uh, there have been eight chapters nicely fan translated, and then a bunch more where uh, like a a fan discord um just copied and pasted sections of the light novel that roughly uh fit the panels oh into, weird no uh, which is not the way to, to read no, this that's bad. um i'm so i'm happy that it's getting a localization because uh -huh. i think it's like fine i think yeah the uh right so we should say like where it goes from there is um renako Still wants a friend. She wants her to be her best friend. And is like, I just want to be friends. And Maya's like, I have romantic feelings for you. Mm -hmm. uh, what if we split this so that half of the time we're friends and half of the time we're lovers? Uh-huh. And Renako foolishly allows Mai to pick <laughs> which day is which, which is very funny. Uh -huh. It falls into this like category of Yuri that's really preoccupied with what's the difference between being friends and being in a relationship, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because a lot of romantic stuff is tied oh, up in... Wait, sorry. Original light novel by Mikami Taran. Oh. Manga adaptation by monster and takashi eku did the light novel illustrations oh okay there we Glad go. You found them. a lot of romance stuff in general this isn't just related to like anime stuff mm -hmm. is really tied up in well men and women they're very different uh -huh. you know what i mean so there's a subgenre of yuri that's very like well we're not so different so how do we date you know what i mean or what's yeah the between dating and being friends yeah you know? yeah and it's kind of it uh it does it fairly well you know what i mean yeah. it draws very clear lines between the two things i think where my complaints come in mm -hmm. is like one i would say that ben is my best friend yeah and like you can date and also be yeah 
friends. And like that is um, kind of Mai's point. Uh is like yeah. can't we do all can't we play video games and hang out and have fun and also here's a list of all of the sexual acts <laughs> I want to do to you. <laughs> yeah, which is like yeah, I think it um it is fundamentally a comedy. Yeah. With like a romance romance as the the substrate upon which to build that comedy yeah yeah yeah. uh i think having having struggled through the as much of it as has been like fan translated to various degrees i did uh, not do i only read what was on yes no i would not recommend no um i think it is like it's getting localized yes um it's good enough that i would recommend the localization at at the very least for the first arc and if you fall off after the first arc that's fine um because the first arc is very much about like hey what does it mean to be friends versus be in a relationship uh-huh. in a romantic relationship with someone which is like yeah my my one complaint is that it, it is like presented as very binary yeah and not it's, like it's a little gender brained still yeah which is interesting um and then the all that my other complaint is that it seems to suggest that mostly what a relation what a romantic relationship means is like kissing and touching mm-hmm. and like physical actions not the thing, just the one thing i like about this is that i've read so much yuri lately about uh mostly ace characters that it's nice to have one of the girls be fucking horny yeah you know what i mean uh-huh. at least one please oh yes it is uh i will say past these eight chapters it is deeply horny uh-huh um but it becomes after the first arc it becomes much more of a harem of uh, like yeah there there's a scene where she's like oh no my is breaking my brain like does my friend have feelings for me hmm. no probably not like she's just my friend of course and then and it's like has oh no actually as it turns out she absolutely has feelings that for that immediately lowers my interest in it um yeah which is like again the first arc is pretty good yeah. and then it just becomes like oh yeah there are five girls and mm. six if you count the main character and all of them have feelings for the main character inexplicably uh-huh. even the one who's actually in love with my but uh in much a um what's the uh gorilla's name oh kambaru kambaru like oh no i am going to transpose me having feelings for uh this other girl and this other girl being interested in you into i'm gonna like pretend i have feelings for you kind of thing yeah yeah um it's no fun yeah it's like it's like fine but uh i i wish i wish i both wish that it had kind of kept more going with um what it started as and also uh it is inexorably cute is the thing yeah it doesn't need um it is tied in my brain to another light novel adaptation into manga called a yuri story about a girl who insists it's impossible for two girls to get together completely falling within 100 days which is very funny um it's the the premise there is and i didn't have ben read this i think you may have i probably sent it to you at some point but um I, I read both of these at the same time, and they're both light novel adaptations. So, a eerie story about a girl who insists it's impossible for two girls to get together, completely falling within 100 days, is a, by the same light novel author, makes which sense. makes sense, because it is also, like, very horny. But it's 
I think the the at least what I have read of it is really fun. Um, it's basically this girl doesn't believe that lesbians exist, basically, and uh, a rich girl comes to her and is like. I will make you fall for me in a hundred days. And also there's something like, like a hundred K yen or something yeah, if, on the if, line. If you manage to hold out, then you get all this money. Yeah. Um, un- unethical uh, setup. Sure. Yeah. Uh, but is, has some of the best uh, like knockoff titles I've seen in anything. Um, it's just, it, it feels like a, a Isn't there ref- a Fate Stay Night pun in there somewhere? Yes, yeah. about Saber and Rin. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, it 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 is deeply horny. <laughs> like if you go look it up, uh, I don't know that very much of it is safe for work. Yeah. Um, uh, but it's like such a f- it. Yeah, rather than having a premise that is like, oh, I kind of wish I could see more of that. Is like, oh yeah, I'm just happy to to enjoy, relax and enjoy this funny premise um mm-hmm. yeah anyway um right the 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 thing is like oh yeah every day after school they spend time together and uh the rich girl tries to get the the dumbass to fall for her and like uh, and the 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 this uh, is like this is like this is a fetish premise about like turning a straight girl uh into a lesbian, except it's played as a joke, as like yeah. a long extended horny joke. Well, and it's also like Yeah, almost instantly it's like, Oh yeah, of course she has feelings for you. Yeah, like, that's why she's complaining so much yeah, about uh-huh. and that's why she would f- agree to something like this. Yeah. yeah. Um she, she's like immediately like, Well, of course my heart flutters when I look at her. She's beautiful anyone's heart would do that that has nothing to do with being gay yeah um yeah okay that's all how long has your et time been going uh like probably less than 30 minutes okay i wanted to talk about walk to death but yeah we've gone on for a bit we could do it next time i also haven't read any of it so i'll read it for next time the first couple chapters are pretty fun yeah i'm excited i don't know if it's gonna have very much carry through but uh it's good foundational stuff for satsuki yeah um we're not always gonna cover like stuff that's getting localized no um it just happened to coincide manga decks exists dynasty scans exist dynasty scans exists um there are places but yeah it was a perfect opportunity to talk about something that is like this is fine. Mm-hmm. I I like talking about things that are not very good. You have thing. an interest in things that are getting localized because you like to maintain an intimidatingly large Yuri collection. Yeah, I need to. The thing is, is that I need a a second bookshelf just a, for Yuri. A giant saber statue got here. Uh, I do not remember purchasing this. <laughs> in but... a. In a... <laughs> In a Yuri fueled haze, Fen bought an enormous quarter scale statue of Saber that is currently looming over us. Ben took one look at it and was like, that's a baby hippo. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, She's I did enormous. not. I both did not re- remember purchasing her and also did not think she would be nearly that large like i got the shipping confirmation and i was like oh wow okay i guess i got this thing oh my god the the box got here and i was like that has to be mostly packing right 
right? It the was not mostly packing. She's so big. She's so big. Um, so I need a second bookshelf to put all of the figures uh-huh. that I have on, inc- including this very, very large saber. My brave, brave saber. <laughs> Your large adult wife, yeah. <laughs> um, and so, yes, I, I would then have another shelf on my bookshelf that I could fill up with Yuri, but uh-huh. that bookshelf is already very full. Thursday. Oh, wait, no. Huh? February 7th, day 8, Sword and Magic 2. That's Thursday, ain't it? Yeah. Yeah. But the doesn't include It doesn't. Uh, Skihime included the okay. the day of the week and this does not. It is relevant sometimes, so I'm keeping track of it. Okay. You could say it's Thursday after It's Thursday. Yeah. What's the title again? Sword and Magic 2. Oh boy, that sounds really exciting. Uh, Taiga's going to school. Uh-huh. Oh, this is where... What? There's a scene later where Shiro's like like rubbing his hands like in a making money gesture and saying like, Taiga, where's my present? <laughs> um, Taiga, baby. Uh, and I did not remember her promising him a present. Yeah. But apparently... It's like a one-off line at the very beginning. She's like, oh, be good and I'll bring you a present. Uh, I would not trust Taiga to bring me a present. No, you probably don't I would say, like, bring got. me cash. I'll get something. <laughs> Taiga's got no money. Are you kidding me? Then how's she getting presents, Ben? <laughs> Taiga's got... Po- well, we'll talk about the presents that she brings. Yeah. Oh, right, yeah. I, the other answer is, like, she just calls up her dad, and her dad just robs a a store somewhere to get her something. He doesn't need to. He gets protection money. That's fair. So, Shira's not going to school again. He and Saber are going to do another day of training. Mm -hmm. Um, Shiro is such a fucking idiot. Yeah. Like, they're doing the training thing, and he's like, I've got a brilliant idea for how I'm going to get Saber this time. I'm going to overwhelm her with my pure strength, since I'm a man and I'm stronger than her. Need No no memory at all that she's, like, strong enough to flip a car because she's an inhuman monster. Uh-huh. So she beats the shit out of him. Yep. <laughs> Again. Shiro is very much... You, you hear these stories sometimes about, like, a kid who's, like, in kindergarten, he's like, well... I could beat you at basketball, adult woman, because all boys are better at sports than all girls, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's Shiro. That's Shiro's entire worldview in this route. Yep. Uh, he's getting better at telling when he's going to die. Uh, Saber seems pretty happy. Wait. One sec. What? You missed a very important line. Uh, after breakfast, Saber is like, okay, now we just get to sit and relax, right? And Shiro's like, nope, gotta train. And Saber's like, really? You don't wanna you don't wanna just sit around for a while like, and digest uh-huh. your food? See, Fen, this is why you gotta do the editing because I literally cut that because it wasn't very relevant. It's so good, Every time though. I cut anything, you're like, but we gotta talk about Hisui blushing, Fen. I just like that Saber is lazy. <laughs> Saber being lazy is cute. Uh, we get the same choices as yesterday. 
to like talk about one of the things that we had an opportunity to talk about. Yeah, so you don't get the choice that you picked yesterday. Yeah, yeah. There's the, the bit where you can be like, "Oh, teach me a super move." Uh, what were you like when you were human? And what was the other option? Um, let's see. What were you like when you were human? And what do you want the, From grail, the grail for? Yeah. So we already yeah. covered all those. We don't need to um, talk about them. I just real quick, Saber San is angry. Is a great scene title. Uh-huh. Um, someone po- pointed out in our Discord, um, which, yeah, um, that there are some good scene titles, and so I've started taking notes on those. And uh, Saberson is angry is if you ask for a super move. Yeah, both has some incredible saber sprites, and also is just a great uh, title. And then also, if you pick, who was she before? Uh huh. Um, Hero Apocalypse Story. Whoa. Is- that's a very cool, like cool scene title for a short scene that doesn't really go anywhere. I would say it. Um, Saber is great. Uh, I think it was. I didn't pick all three last time, so I didn't have notes. But um, uh, this this one really is just if you pick. Yeah, who was she before? It's really just like, oh yeah, Saber just kind of doesn't have a personality as much as she can and fits the role that she thinks people want her to fill yeah as much as she can um and that one's all about uh uh shiro being like you have feelings don't you and she's like no dumbass mm-hmm. i'm your sword I'm just i protect cool you sword um after some training it's lunchtime again because saber is hungry shiro once again does not bring saber with him to go out to the shopping center no lunch dates with saber disappointing i think it would be cute i think it would be cute grocery report what's he getting stuff for oh god um uh shrimp dumplings and also some mustard and tea time snacks mustard it's very funny shrimp dumplings sound great he's getting the stuff to make them shiro has never bought anything frozen in his entire life no he goes shopping every single fucking day yeah or like every two days Uh uh-huh yeah like honestly if we lived near i would love to have this life of like oh yeah it's like lunchtime uh i'm gonna go down to the shopping district and just like pick up some stuff for food i have zero percent the patience for that i i cook once a week or so and that's about all i can handle i would love this life ben horrible unfortunately like like i don't mean go to a grocery store every day that sounds miserable Mm -hmm. i mean like you know pick up the like two or three things i need from like stalls on the i've got too much shit to do i don't have time to cook all the time Ilya does not show up. Shiro never told anyone that he saw her the other day. Yeah. Uh, because he's she he's like, but what if I can befriend the murderer? The murder baby. He wonders if she's hanging around somewhere though. So we get a choice to just go straight home or hit the park. Did you do both? Yeah. I did not do both because I assumed I was losing. Tsukihime was really like one option is just you losing content. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. So I assume that I'm just gonna lose a scene. Uh I have to I have to not do that because everything seems to have an extra scene. I have decent notes for Tell, get, let's hit that first. For for just going home? Yeah. Okay. Um Shiro makes shrimp dumplings. Apparently they're very hot. I think I think it's temperature hot. Um not spicy. Uh-huh. Um, apparently they're made to go well with alcohol, and he learned how to make them um, at his at his job at the bar. Uh-huh. 
Saber eats a lot, and Shiro isn't sure if it's okay for a guy to feel happy about someone enjoying food he cooked. Which is like the first kind of glimpse we've gotten of Shiro having any idea that anything he does doesn't like perfectly fit with his gender. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, yeah, he's just like really glad that Saber's just eating all of the food that he puts uh-huh. in front of her. She's a little vacuum cleaner, yeah. Um, he's like, okay, I know that I'm bad at, a ma- at being a master, but if I put more effort into cooking and that'll make Saber happier, <laughs> then like, that's a good thing to do. Uh-huh. Um, Saber does deserve a good meal. Saber does deserve a good meal. She deserves a better master than Shiro. She also deserves uh, that. But, but if she's on, stuck with Shiro, at least feeding her well is the yeah, that's the thing. Do. No other master in history is going to feed Saber as well as Shiro feeds Saber. Rin might. Rin might. But Rin, you see Rin feeding Archer? No. She's only doing this to be competitive. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> Saber... They finish their food. Saber's glaring at the empty plate. Um, and uh, Shiro asks if she wants more. And she has an adorable surprise sprite. And is like, is uh, the... yeah, uh-huh. You know, I had to do it to him. <laughs> um, and uh, she's like, no, 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 no. I don't want any more. Uh, and he's like, okay. Goes into the kitchen to make tea. And then here's Saber muttering to herself uh, the following. But this is a problem. Shiro's food is good. If I stop eating from now on, my will to fight will certainly decrease. I am still too indulgent. I have experienced it several times, but starvation tactics are so dreadful. <laughs> and upon hearing this, Shiro's like, maybe I shouldn't put more effort into cooking? I don't want Saber to press gang me into cooking, into being her personal chef. I can't wait for Hollow Adder. <laughs> um, great scene. <laughs> That's great. But what about that depressed child? You know what, Ben? This is also a great scene. Can't go wrong. Yeah. I mean, like, really, you can't go wrong if you didn't see one of the two of them. True. Shiro decides to hang out or to go hit that park that Ilya brought him to the other day to see if she's hanging out there. And uh, yeah, she is kind of just staring off into the distance. Uh, She's very surprised to see him. And she's like, you know, my maid, Sela, she said, don't hang out with you anymore since I'm going to be murdering you soon. She says it's inappropriate. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she has been hanging around the park waiting for him. Uh, there's a funny bit where he's like, listen, <laughs> Shiro, nice guy, not really understand, not immediately understanding the problems with one inviting a young child to your house <laughs> to keep uh-huh. because she's cold. And two, an enemy... <laughs> Who Saber will try to kill on sight. It's very funny. Um, Let's see. Wait, did you say that? Yeah. Yeah, he doesn't... He he starts to invite her to his house and then is like, Ah, no, I can't do that. Saber's not going to be very understanding. Uh, Let's see. She's like, I would like to meet up and chat a few more times because I'm going to wait till the end of the Holy Grail War to kill you. Mm -hmm. And he's like, "Uh, That's great. Shiro wants her to not be part of the Holy Grail War anymore. He doesn't want to fight her. Well, yes. He doesn't want to fight her for sure. But if she's going to be part of it, at the very least, he wants her to be part of it because she decided to be part of it. Yeah. Um, she does, he doesn't want her to have been forced into it. Which is like, 
an interesting because he i think he says something similar to um rin uh he's obsessed with everyone ha- like personally choosing actively to be part of this uh-huh. rather than it just being like part of their their like obligation to their family yeah. or anything else which is like really fun fun in quotes uh g- because very clearly um Karitsugu did not want Shiro to fall in his footsteps and Shiro was like yeah but what if I did though uh-huh. and so he's like okay yeah but everyone else should have their father tell them not to follow in his footsteps and do it anyway uh-huh um Kiritsugu should have taken a jackhammer to that to the shed floor or something if you yep. really didn't want Shiro to do this uh-huh um but like even if other people are making an active choice to be part of this they don't have they also have their families saying you have to be part of yeah. this and so they can't just say like oh yeah actually this is a hundred percent my choice against the wishes of my family mm-hmm. yeah Ilya's basically like i've been a master since birth i've been told that i'm going to be a master the entire time as long as i can remember um this is interesting because i thought you only became a master when the holy grail war started yeah that's interesting yeah that's interesting she was born do we know how old she is yet? we don't know how old she is uh if she the last holy grail war was 10 years ago so is she under 10 who could say yeah i mean this game this game will say I don't remember if we ever find out exactly how old she is. I think we do. Yeah. I know based on, like, extraneous materials. But. So, let's see. Um, Shiro tries to talk her out of killing and fighting and all that stuff. And she's like, oh, this is very funny. Uh-huh. <laughs> and she says, you be my servant uh, and I'll quit. Uh-huh. And he's like, that's a weird thing to ask. Are, what do you think a servant is? And she's like, well, it's your best buddy who follows you around and keeps you safe, right? Yeah. She's, once again, Ilya seems to be lacking critical information about how all of this works. Well, yeah, it's really fun that, like, Shiro's and Ilya's conceptions of the world mm-hmm. are fundamentally different. Last time they had a conversation in this park... They were talking past each other about command spells. Mm-hmm. This time it's Ilya saying, oh yeah, like what I want is to hang out, you to hang out with me. Uh-huh. I want you to spend time with me. And Shiro's like, uh, that's not what servants are. Yeah. I will say having one more freaky girl hanging out at your house is probably not the worst thing in the world, uh, Shiro. No. Uh, no. But he's like... I can't babysit you all the time. I have shit to do. Uh-huh. I have to like go be a hero and stop all of these murders and all this stuff. And Ilya's pissed off about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, she says that he humiliated her by turning her down and she stomps off and he's like, video games. I probably have exactly one more chance to talk to Ilya. <laughs> After the cute lunchtime scene, Shiro and Saber are fighting again and uh, someone rings the doorbell. Uh, Saber follows Shiro to the door in case it's an ambush. Who is it? It's Issei. Issei, that guy. Shiro's buddy. He's like, hey, you've been out for a couple days. Here's a bag of apples. This seems nice to me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, you're not feeling good? Here, I'll bring you some fruit. But it seems like Issei brought, like, a lot of apples. Yeah. Like, an uncomfortably high number of apples. Like, 
you might bring like oh yeah like here's like you know five or six uh-huh. um just as a get well gift and it's like isei brought like like eight pounds of apples and it's yeah, like here here's like. A, here's a get well gift uh make pie with them i guess or something uh isei is like hey what's up with the blonde girl well okay the the good bit here is that Shiro like bows or something to accept the oh, gift, right. and then he says like, "Wait, one him. sec, who's that behind you?" <laughs> Which oh. is like, "Oh yeah, Shiro, uh, Saber's short, so she was completely hidden behind him <laughs> before he bowed." Saber uh, drops in with the like good cover story they have. You know, she's from overseas. Shiro's been skipping class to take her around the city, mm-hmm. which is you know that's something teenagers. Well, Issei makes that jump. Yeah. And Shiro's like, oh, wait, that's actually a really good lie, huh? Yeah, uh-huh. uh, Issei has also brought back bike number one from the temple. Ben, Shiro has three bikes total. Exactly we were joking bikes. about this last episode. I had completely forgotten that we got confirmation, confirmation of that he has bikes. three bikes. I think he's at two right now? No, Did he's he... up to three. Okay. He didn't leave that other one anywhere. Okay. He's got all three. I couldn't remember. Um, Yeah. Luckily, the one that Issei brought back was his favorite. Yeah. Uh-huh. So he's glad to have it back. Also notable that Issei knows that he was there some t- at the temple. Mm-hmm. I'm not completely free of suspicion of Issei mm-hmm. at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, given what's going on at the temple. Mm-hmm. Uh, they hang out and chat for a little while. Um, Shiro's like, it's really weird that Issei isn't being an asshole to sh- Saber. Issei yeah. hates women because they're tempting. Yeah. Um. What? Why doesn't he say? What? Why does he say like saber so much? Um. Even a monk in training will notice divinity if a Buddha stands next to him. <laughs> is yeah. he's like I could sense her pure spirit, and she was like, "Wow, that's impressive." And he's like, "Well, it's not that impressive. She's so incredibly good-hearted that even I can tell." Uh huh. Uh, which is fun. It also there's some let's say uncomfortable stuff around like. Issei praising her for being quiet and just and docile. Listening. Yeah, like, uh huh. Oh yeah. Mm. Yeah, he's a real concerned uh. dude, isn't he? Um. Yeah. There, there is a the good bit of this is Shiro being like, "Oh yeah, Saber's kind of cold and it's hard to understand what she's thinking." And Issei's like, "I think that's you, bud." <laughs> she seemed like she was having a perfectly good time to me. Yeah, it's a it's a fun Shiro is like, like I'm sorry, she's not. She didn't dislike you. She's just antisocial in general. Mm-hmm. And he says, like, she was smiling all the time. Uh-huh. What are you talking about? And she was like, I've never seen her smile. Shira's been raised on Taiga, uh-huh. who is Taiga. <laughs> yeah. Like, he can't tell subtlety of emotion at all. Mm-hmm. Speaking of Taiga, it's Taiga time. Shira's making dinner. Uh, Taiga's munching on some apples and is trying to talk him into making a pie. Mm-hmm. We get a choice to ask about that gift, to uh, get out of here before she talks him <laughs> successfully into making the pie, or tell her to eat an orange instead, because apparently she brought some oranges over. Okay. These let's... three choices are the most like, what the fuck is happening? Let's <laughs> eat an orange first, because I have an interesting tidbit about this one. Yeah. Um, She so... brought over three boxes of oranges. Apparently. Knowing that Sakura doesn't like them. And uh, Shiro doesn't eat very many of that kind of fruit. Uh-huh. Um, he doesn't like sweet things that much. Yeah. Um, and so uh, <laughs> he's like, those oranges are going to go bad soon. 
And Taiga's like, how long does it take oranges to go bad? And then, and then he's like, okay, why did you get so many oranges? And she responds, uh, orange pakoe sounds tasty. Like you should make orange pakoe or something. No, she just says that it sounds tasty. She just says it sounds tasty. She doesn't say anything else about it. Um, so the, the tidbit about this is that orange pakoe is a tea rating system. (laughs) It's not a food. It has nothing to do with the citrus fruit oranges. It's all about, like, the quality of tea. Uh-huh. Um, that's all. Yeah, that's funny. Um, pie pressure escape. To get away from Taiga, uh, Shiro is a little worried about Ran. It's taking her a while to get back, so mm-hmm. he goes out to check for her. He's gonna do a walk around the block, but he's interrupted by, uh, Saber after she's taken a bath. She's got her hair down. It's all wet. It's yeah, cute. it's cute. Um... Yeah, he's like, whoa, she looks so feminine right now. It's like, Saber always looks feminine. Yeah. Every single outfit she wears is the girliest shit I've ever seen, unless you've, like, dyed her all pink. You know what uh-huh. I mean? Um, he, He's like, do you like baths? And she's like, yes, I didn't ever get to take baths when I was alive. Stinky Saber theory. <laughs> Smelly. She didn't get to take them because of the people around her. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Which, stinky Saber friends theory. <laughs> I, I could not tell if that was um I couldn't let my like I couldn't let my guard down mm-hmm. or everyone else around me was trying to make it look like I wasn't lazy so I couldn't just laze around in the tub. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um all right, gift. This gift. is undoubtedly the best. Scene. This is the best scene of these. Um he pops his head out of the kitchen and is like, "Hey Tyga, that present you promised me. I've been good." <laughs> Apparently, Taiga has been playing crane games today uh-huh. because she has a stack of a whole bag of stuffed animals. She's very good at, um, she's very good at crane games. Apparently, she's good at getting something from a crane game, just not the thing she wants. Because apparently, she was going for one specific gift for Shiro and won the rest on the way. Ah, uh huh. Uh, she got him a little stuffed Aztec. Like stone mask, which sounds like a JoJo reference to me. Yeah, but then it's then it, the next line describes it as like a sun mask. Oh, that's and he, true. Like that's feels true. warmth coming from it. So it's weird. Yeah. Uh huh. Uh-huh. My first thought was JoJo. Yeah. Um, he accepts the toy, and then Saber stomps into the room, looking derisive. Uh huh. She's saber glares at things uh it's never clear whether she's glaring at them because she hates them or loves them yeah um she just gets this look of intense concentration on her face uh uh-huh how's she Um, feeling this time because she's staring at a stuffed animal a lion yeah and taiga's like hey why don't you have that and shiro's like i don't know dude like saber looks real mad why are you offering her a lion that's not gonna calm her down um and then we get the best sprite in the game, Ben, as Saber's holding a lion plushie. Saber's holding a lion plushie. And she looks happy. She says she's been longing for something small and cute. Uh-huh. Saber loves lions. Yeah. That's cute. Yeah. She uh, says something about having previously been um, associated with dragons, yeah. but then she was given a lion cub uh, and took care of it for a month, and now she's more associated with lions. That's fascinating. Yeah. I wonder, is this like a thing? Could we guess who she is based on this? 
I don't think so. One sec. Oh, we right. have note the CG fan. We also get an incredible CG of Saber rubbing a little lion cub on her face. It's, it's, it's very a really cute. cute picture. Uh huh. Uh, also notable is that Shiro is seeing this diegetically. Mm-hmm. He is like viewing Saber's memories, mm-hmm. which is interesting. Okay, now Continue. Shiro's worried about Rin. It's been a real long time since uh, school should have gotten out a while ago, yeah. and she's not here yet. Yeah, he's going to go looking for her. Uh, and she arrives right as he's about to leave. <laughs> it's a great, like, she comes home and, like, sees him in the apron and is like, you look good like that. <laughs> yeah. <it's... laughs> Boy-wife rights. <laughs> this Rin, Tosaka Rin. And he is like, oh no, she's joking and keeping a perfectly straight face. Mm-hmm. People who can do that are terrifying. Uh, I don't think that she was joking. I no. Think she was legitimately complimenting No, him. no, no. She's like the breadwinner. Yeah. Uh-huh. She comes home after a long day of work and Shiro has to give her a shoulder massage. Yeah. Uh, her hand is bloody. Why is her hand bloody? Uh, she got in a fight with Shinji and punched him. Sick. Rin I cheered rules. when I saw this. Um, Shiro's like, what? What? You punched Shinji? And she's like, yeah, I did. <laughs> Beat him up? You mean with bare knuckles? Bare as it can be. A grizzly bear, too. <laughs> Her saying grizzly bear in the voice line is so funny. This sentence doesn't make any sense. Uh-huh. But it's really funny. Uh-huh. Um. Shinji tried to corner her and be like, hey, join up with me. We'll kill Shiro together and all that stuff. And she beat the shit out of him because why on earth would she ever do that? She also apparently let it slip that they were living together. Oh, yeah. And Shinji got real mad about that. Yeah, Shiro's uh, like, this probably made it all worse, didn't it? Uh-huh. Um, yeah, it, there's a weird bit where Rin's like, oh, wait, Shinji has a crush on me? And it's like, that's... No girl ever would not know that. <laughs> From Shinji's behavior... I think Rin is dense enough to no, not understand. He's asked her out three times. Yeah. And Rin... yeah, no, no, no. This is very silly to me. I just... Rin is very dense, but like Shinji is the least subtle person about it. He he acts as if he owns her already and she just needs to say yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. I think Rin is the kind of person who does not let facts that don't agree with her into her head mm-hmm. Rin doesn't like it when people are uh, take the initiative uh-huh <laughs> she likes to make the first move and everything uh-huh uh, so even if Sh- Shinji wasn't a little fucking freak uh, apparently he would be doomed anyway because he's proactive yeah stay tuned for Rin's sex scene to prove or disprove that Rin is a top uh-huh uh, let's see we get some dinner time stuff Taiga uh, does a bunch of shit. Food report. What does Taiga throw at his head? Uh, a daikon radish. Uh-huh. Big radish. <laughs> That's the only food we get today. Yep. There's a, a radish at him. Well, we got the, we got the shrimp dumpling. It's true. But, uh, Rin's annoyed that Shiro and Saber are getting on well, because she's finally realizing this isn't her route. It, it oh, is no. unclear whether Rin is more annoyed that Shiro is getting along with Saber and therefore her chances with Shiro are worse. Uh-huh. Or Saber is getting along with Shiro, in which case her chances with Saber are worse. Yeah, uh-huh. This is interesting, because, like, 
Tsukihime went through a lot of hoops to be like, hey, these every single girl has a crush on you. Here, Rin does not have any interest in Shiro whatsoever besides these weird, like, tiny flashes of jealousy. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, magic training. Rin hands him a lamp and is like, strengthen this. Uh, he breaks the lamp. It's an antique lamp. It's an ben, antique. Please. It's important to note. Somehow she has like 30 she identical brought... antique lamps. <laughs> this is very <laughs> funny. For these magic trainings, she continually brings more and more antique lamps <laughs> over. <laughs> like way more than she could possibly carry. How is she getting these fuckers here? I. So I'm curious. Yes. Are these lamps from her house... That she's just like, oh, well, gotta demolish the, the, like, entire second floor for all the lamps that were there. Or is she going to, like, an antique store and, like, ah, yes, you have a hundred identical <laughs> antique lamps. <laughs> Perfect. They can't be antiques and also come in sets of a hundred. <laughs> That's just not how antiques work. I think she's being scammed. <laughs> Rin is easily scammable. Oh, Yeah. Rin starts, like, ragging on the way Kiritsugu was teaching him how to do magic. And then she's like, here, eat this candy. She hands him, like, a little red candy. Uh, he, like, tastes it, and it's weirdly flavorless, and he swallows it. It was a jewel. She had him swallow a little ruby. Uh-huh. And sure, I was like, wait a sec. I can't digest a jewel? And she's like, that's the least of your concerns. This is a fucked up magic <laughs> jewel. And he immediately is in enormous pain. Uh-huh. <laughs> Um, it'll only take a couple of weeks to recover, Ben. That's fine. He'll get better quick, but he'll have a lingering burning sensation. So we're going to get some magic stuff here. Some complex how magic stuff works. And yep. like, I think there's some translation stuff happening to make it a little more confusing than it needs to be. There's magic circuit is being used in two different ways here. Is it? So let's see how we could if we could talk about this. You are born with magic circuits. Ye oh, yes. Mm-hmm. And you have a different amount depending on the circumstances of your birth. There's ways to have more and all that stuff. Shiro has magic circuits natively mm -hmm. in order to be able to use magic at all. Yes. However, he keeps talking about building a magic circuit and releasing it when he does his training every night. Yeah. Now, my assumption is he is building what amounts to a map of his, a usable map of his magic circuits or something like that, right? Yeah. He's building like, a, he is deciding a path through his body f to use these for magic. Yeah. It is not the same thing as, he's not making new blood vessels that no. carry magic. No. Yeah. This is what I mean when I say okay. it's, yeah. it's yeah. two different meanings. Yeah. So he builds this map every night and then lets it go every time he needs to do magic rin's like you're supposed to have a switch that lets you turn it on and off yeah so you don't have to build it and release it every single time mm -hmm. you should only have to do it once and then you're fine mm -hmm. so because you never developed that i needed to force the switch on which is why you feel like shit right now because your body is like burning itself out from the inside mm -hmm. so you just need to either die or put it back <laughs> and then you'll be able to turn it on and off at will he takes a remarkably short time to recover. Yeah, she's impressed. Well, he is the special boy. Yeah. He's Didn't... the weakest of them all and the strongest of them all, Ben. We almost... Ben yesterday turned to me and was like, we don't have anything to cover for your ET time. And as you've now heard, we had plenty to cover. Yeah. But uh, I, I almost brought Gundam 
slash Zeta. Uh, it is not Yuri. A lot of the stuff we cover in the section named Yuri Tea Time is not Yuri. I know, but I'm going to say it every time. Um, And yeah, I nothing has ever convinced me that special boys are good. Mm-hmm. That's all. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to say. I don't care if I don't care if they're new types. You're just still mad about Camille. Camille's fine. You you liked Amaro better. I did like Amaro better. Him Amaro's alright. Sure. Amaro. Sure. <laughs> okay, let's, let's keep moving. Let's keep moving. Yes. Um now Rin whips out the remaining uh, 29 lamps that she brought over for today and tells That's him to practice so some more. I'm mad they might just be like tiny little lamps. <laughs> they can't be antique lamps and be small lamps. You can have a small antique lamp. Not like handheld. It's like she must have just brought over like a luggage case, like a rolling luggage bag of, of yeah. lamps. How do they not break on their way over? Right? Uh, he's like, uh, could we reuse some of these? Could you fix them? But no, when you infuse your magic into something, it becomes hard for other people to affect it with magic. Which is interesting. Yeah, that's an interesting bit. Uh, she says that he made some progress, even if he broke all 30 lamps, and she wants to teach him about the next ranks up of strengthening magic which he calls transformation and projection mm-hmm. uh, strengthening makes an object better at its function this doesn't just mean harder like a lamp should get brighter if yeah. you strengthen it which is interesting i don't think that was totally clear yeah no i don't think we've gotten that kind of like he has always referred to strengthening as i'm going to make a weapon yeah so i'm going to make this thing harder yeah uh, pr- uh, transformation can add new functions to an object, obviously. It's like strengthening. Yeah. What does transformation? I mean, like. Well, you could turn a lead pipe into a sword. So its yeah. new function okay. is cutting. Is <laughs> a blade. Yeah. Okay. Its new function is sword. The last one is called projection. This is much more difficult. It's creating something from nothing. And. Well, I don't think she says it's more difficult. I think she says it's less efficient. I think she says it's difficult. Too. Well, it's more difficult than strengthening just because it's another rank up. It's yeah. not the most difficult thing in the world by any stretch of the imagination. No, but, but the main... It's harder than what he's doing now. The main drawback is that... Um, and, well, Archer is going to disagree with her in, like, half an hour. Um, the main drawback of projection is that, like, a sword that you used 10 magical energy units to create using <laughs> there's projection... That, there's that thing again. Abstract concepts represented by number units. Is going to be worse than a sword that you poured one unit of magical energy into. Uh Uh-huh. And it vanishes quickly. Yeah. So she's like, it might be useful for you to know, but I don't know that you're going to get much mileage out of it. Mm -hmm. She has to help Shiro back to his room because he still feels like shit. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, Shiro doesn't stay put, though. He stumbles out towards the shed to do more practice. Uh, he gets some planks and is like blowing them up <laughs> in his oh, yard. This was way quicker than I remembered it being. Um, Archer shows up again to to dunk on him some more. But is also like Rin's worried about you and it's rubbing off on me a little bit. So Archer is Sundire. Uh huh. <laughs> Archer is more Sundire than Rin is. I was about to say, uh, broke Rin is Sundere, woke Archer is Sundere. 
Uh, he picks up the busted board and is like, oh, wow, you're really bad at strengthening magic, huh? Uh-huh. And Shira's like, I want to say something, but I can't because he's 100% accurate. Uh-huh. I really do suck at this. There's a good bit where he's like, your, your teachers are bad. And, and Shira's like, no, Kiritsugu and Rin were, are brilliant. They're excellent yeah. teachers. And he's like, yeah, you're, ter- you're a terrible student. You need a bad teacher yeah. because they can't relate to you and understand what you're doing wrong because... The difference in your perspective is so great. It's like, it's like how a really a, a high school science teacher who's really good at science and really understands it isn't going to be able to teach you well because they're just going to get frustrated that you don't understand it the way they do. Yeah, you know what I, I mean. There are good teachers who are also good at the yeah. thing that they do, but um, yeah, I certainly know this about myself. Is that like things that come easy to me are incredibly hard to teach Yes, because you didn't ever have to learn how to do it. You're yeah. just kind of intuited. And if you haven't had to struggle through, you don't really know like where those pain points are. Mm-hmm. If you just kind of did it your first time. Um, now Archer has some very odd advice for Shiro. Uh-huh. What do you, what do you make of this? So Archer says, Basically, right. Well, one, Rin is too good of a student to realize the mistake of a dropout is a great line. Uh-huh. Um, but two, uh, Archer's like, you have 0% chance of beating any serpent. Mm-hmm. None. Zilch. Nada. You dumbass. <laughs> you absolute nothing. <laughs> but uh, you should use the power of imagination to to imagine how you were going to defeat an enemy. And then, um, and then use that and then, and then what does he say? I, uh, and then, yeah. And then project the thing used to defeat the enemy that you imagined. Uh Use the thing that you imagined, project that to defeat an enemy. Uh Uh-huh. So you might actually have a chance. Yeah. It's that, you know, that thing where you lose an argument and you can't think of a com- good comeback. And then four hours later, when you're running it over in your head 16 million times, you finally come up with a good comeback. Uh-huh. Archer's like, yeah, just do that. Uh-huh. <laughs> That'll work. Yeah. Uh, um, Shiro's like... It resonates with Shiro. Yeah. He's like, I feel like I've been told something very important. This is interesting because Rin just said that projection magic wasn't very useful. I didn't connect that this was about projection magic at all. I'm 90% sure that Archer uses I be- the... I believe projection. it. I just didn't... I did not connect that. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Use the power of imagination. Whatever. Mm-hmm. February 8th. Day 9. Neo. It's a Friday. We're in the Matrix now, Ben. We're in the Matrix now. <laughs> Shiro is going to visualize things cyber with his cyber wireframe vision. Keanu Reeves is here. Uh-huh. He what class is Keanu Reeves? Is oh. he an archer? Or is he a caster? I would archer, probably. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait. Hmm. Yeah, cast well, hmm. Yeah. It might be Caster. I think Archer is... He could be summoned as either. Okay, okay. Because he's got guns. Yeah. And also he controls the Matrix. Yeah. Shiro's dreaming about that fire again. He mm-hmm. wakes up in the shed and uh, Saber is pouting at him. She finally caught him sleeping in the shed. Uh-huh. She's like, 
hey, it's fine if you run out here. I'm I'm cool with that. I cannot have my master sleeping in a shed. That's that is too far. It's crossing a line. You People can crack will open make a cold one me. with the boys <laughs> if you want, but you got to come home and sleep in your bed. Uh, um, Taiga's whining because breakfast hasn't been made yet. Joe woke up very late because um, he was so tired from yesterday. Food report. What does Shiro make? Toast. Everyone and, yells at him. Well, Everyone hated so that. First, Taiga yells at him. And he's like, yeah, yeah. Like, Rin and Saber will back me up. And he looks at Rin and Saber and they're both like, I don't know, dude. This one's on you. You should really make a better breakfast. Yeah, he's like, uh-huh. you don't even eat breakfast, Rin. And she's like, yeah, I don't know, dude. You got, you better make a better breakfast next time. Saber's like, I wanted boiled eggs. Yeah. <laughs> Give me eggs. Give her eggs. If you're hungry, she's hungry. <laughs> today is not called Sword and Magic 3, so something interesting might happen today, I hope. This is... Around now is I'm like where I'm, like, flagging a little bit, I'm like, nothing that interesting has happened in a while. Yeah. <sighs> we got some, like, cool lore about magic yeah. circuits and, like, how they work. I was just, like, I I was getting to a point where I was like, something better happen soon. We got the cute lion sprite of Saber with this the lion. This is just not an... I like that stuff. I like all that stuff. But I'm also getting a little bored. <laughs> this is fascinating. We're gonna talk about it. <laughs> yeah. Shiro's skipping school again to do more training. Um, he's less good at it today because he's tired and also Rin is sta- like watching him. Mm-hmm. Saber beats him up. Um, Tosaka is in a good mood, I think, because she saw me get beat around a lot. <laughs> Very funny. Uh, there's like a kind of rough conversation between Rin and Saber uh, where Rin is like, Saber says something about suppressing her emotions in order to fight, and Rin's like, ah, yes, because you're a girl and thus emotionally fragile, and so you have to resist the pull of womanness. And, like, they go back and forth about femininity and fighting and all this stuff. Uh, I like when Saber's like, gender has nothing to do with the way I fight. Uh Don't assume that. But then also Saber's like, Rin, you're so womanly even when you're fighting. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. I yeah. hate this. This is just a bad conversation. There's some real rough stuff there. The, There's the also... stuff that is nice is that Rin is like uh, laying on a bunch of compliments on Saber that are just bouncing off. Uh-huh. Well, this is like, this is a tick on the Rin bisexual moments counter that you're you're tracking. <laughs> uh-huh. Um. Okay, now it's later that... It's just the framing is bad here. Yeah, yeah. The framing is bad. I think that there, there's a moment later where, like, Saber says very explicitly, like, I'm not a woman. I've never thought of myself as a woman. She does say like, that here. Oh, does she? She says that she never considered herself a girl and has never been treated by one, so she oh, doesn't think of herself okay. as pretty. And everyone is just like, what? I don't know what to say to that. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Saber gender moments. Oh, okay. Yeah, this is back in... They're back in the, the living room. We're going to get a lot of characters with, uh, to varying degrees, interesting gender stuff going on in Fate going forward. Mm-hmm. Saber has the hallmarks of interesting gender stuff, but never really leans into it as much as she could. Yeah, I think some of that is like... Some of that is certainly... She was originally concepted as... Um, the male version of who she is. Uh-huh. And so um, there are aspects of her... 
character that still kind of lean into being a man. Yeah. In interesting ways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but she's like a, a they don't she's too much of like the tent pole character for them to like play with that too much, I feel like. Other like m- slightly more to the side characters get to be a little bit more fucked up with how they uh are how their gender is, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? I pre- I appreciate that we'll get those eventually. Mm-hmm. I've always thought that fate is better and more interesting with gender than it is with sexuality. Mm-hmm. Anyway, more magic hours. How many lamps did she bring this time? Forty. We're getting more lamps. Uh, it's it's a fun, it's a good like small bit. You know what I mean? Oh wait, Ben. What? Sorry, I just saw in my notes. Um. Two incredible scene titles from the last day. Uh-huh. Bare Knuckle Rin. <laughs> Bare Knuckle Rin. And uh, Funny Lion is the lion. is the title of the scene where Saber gets her little lion. It's good. That's good. Anyway, I miss the Tsukihime Day titles, though. Yeah. They're sick. Yeah. The day titles have been... We get... Uh, yeah. We don't haven't gotten really good day titles so far. Nothing is as good as the, some of the... The world of the moon. Uh-huh. Uh, Rin, or Shiro breaks about half the lamps. Uh, nothing happens to the other ones, but they just, they don't break, so. No, he broke, so he tries on half of the, so he tries on 20 of the lamps, 20 of the 40 oh. lamps. He breaks half of those. Mm-hmm. And half of the ones that weren't broken got strengthened. The other half of the ones that weren't broken, so five got, five got <laughs> strengthened. fractions for me. Five got strengthened, five didn't have anything happen, and ten broke. Uh, we get a choice. Rin hasn't come back in a while. Do, does he want to go check on Rin, or does he want to wait here? Let's go check on Rin. Uh, yeah, he wanders around the house for a little bit, can't find her, finds them in the shed, but doesn't go in, because there's some... He's getting, like, a weird vibe from Rin's magical energy. Mm-hmm. Uh, he said that it, it sounds like she's going to kill someone. Mm-hmm. From the way he talks about her magical energy. Yeah. Which is interesting. Uh, he sneaks up and eavesdrop. Rin is talking about him, it sounds like. And she says something about this, wh- whoever she's talking about. I'm not actually... Th- I assume this is Shiro. Mm-hmm. But, you know, th- this is a trick that Nasu has played before a lot. <laughs> so it could theoretically be someone else somehow. I think you should talk about Shiro. I think so too, but I wanted to hedge a little bit because I've I've had this trick played on me like ten times in Tsukihime. Uh-huh. She says that Shiro is not a mage at all, and like something about how his magic is violating the rules of reality in a deteriorated way. I don't know what any of this is. Or I I know to an extent because I know future stuff, but as it is presented here, it is unintelligible. <laughs> Yeah, I think Rin says something... She's freaked out. Something here about um, magic being equivalent exchange, right? Yeah. Of, like, even if you're you're summoning something, like, you are, you are bringing it from one place to the place you are at now currently, um, and whatever, whatever Chiro does breaks that somehow. Mm-hmm. Which is weird. Yeah, it's fine. That's, I mean, it's probably fine. I have, the, as I said, Nasu has done this exact scene before better in Tsukihime. What do you mean? I just don't think it works as well here. 
No, I mean, like, what do you mean by... We'll, we'll talk at the end of the episode, because I have some real, like... I have okay. some real Tsukihime old head feelings about this episode. Uh-huh. About these days. This was... I should also say, we should have tacked on the last day of the last episode onto this one. Yeah. Um, Too late now. Yep. This is a short... This is gonna be a short one. Yeah. Well, we're already at 1.6. We're halfway done. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh-huh. Damn. Can we put out an under two hour episode, Ben? Are we like contractually allowed to do that? No, no, we'll get over that. Okay. Shiro gets a call. He he books it out of there. The house gets a call. The house gets a call. Well, it's Shiro's house. Yeah. Uh, he's like, no one else is gonna answer it, so I'll go answer it. Who's on the phone? It's everyone's favorite Mato Shinji. Mato Shinji, everybody. We know we're all Mato Shinji heads out here. Um, the real quick, I saw a screenshot. the The CCC uh, fan translation is done uh-huh. as of today, just pending editing and stuff. Um, and there's a screenshot of Saber from that a different Saber, but Saber class from that asking the player character, "Which of these four boys do you are you most sexually attracted to?" And Shinji's on that list, and I have never. Extra Shinji is less bad, but is still like, I don't trust anyone who selects Shinji. <laughs> no. He no, still sucks. It's bad. I know that people like dudes who suck, but. Shinji stretches my patience. Yeah. Uh, we'll get we'll get some more Shinji stuff. Mm-hmm. So Shinji's on the phone and he is acting about as suspicious as he's ever acted before. Yeah, I even if I didn't inherently mistrust Shinji, this would be a case of like I don't I don't trust you at all. Yeah. He he wants Shiro to come to the school, not tell Rin and cuz he has something to tell him. It's yep. very important and he'll never be Shiro's friend again if Shiro says no. Mm-hmm. Um he also basically says Shiro is like I'm not doing this and he's like even you can't, aren't going to fall for this trick, huh? For this trap. He basically says it's a trap. Yeah. And then Shiro hangs up the phone and is like, well, I better not tell anyone and go to the school. This is stupid. Yes. This is like rock bottom Shiro moments. Uh-huh. Not, not even because of his gender comments. This is just stupid. This uh-huh. is like annoying to me in the same way that Saber insisting to go get killed at that temple uh, at the temple is. It just it doesn't make sense. I think it's, it makes it's just more a huge sense. Tactical like fuck up. Why doesn't he at least tell Saber? I think it makes more sense for her, Saber doing that because she was frustrated and it makes even less sense here. That that's what I mean. It's like Saber. There is at least a justification of like she she's frustrated. She thinks that Shiro is never gonna let her fight, uh-huh. and she's like, "Well, fine. If you're not gonna let me fight, I'll go fight." Uh huh. Because you're not gonna. If let I die, me. I die. It does not matter to yeah. me. Um, versus here is like, I truly don't understand why Shiro goes alone. It makes zero sense. Like, Shinji says, oh, yeah, this is a trap, by the way. Uh Shiro walks into the school, into a trap, and is like, whoa, what? This is a trap? Holy shit, what? Mm -hmm. Very frustrating writing. Um. Yeah, so his his one thing is that he's worried that Shinji's going to hit Sakura or something. But you know what? You could bring Saber with you uh-huh. at the very fucking least. 
So he gets to the classroom, or he heads towards the classroom on the third floor, and then the blood fort bounded field activates. Did we know it was a blood fort before? They now? said it a couple times. Okay. Yeah. Or, yeah, Rin called it a blood fort, which blood is a great fort, ter- term. Great name. It's a great term, which is why I've used it a lot instead of bounded field. Mm hmm. Everyone collapses instantly. Shiro is taking a beating from it too because he's his he's not good at magic, so even he's being affected by it quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, some people's skin is melting already. Oof. Uh, this is not time for this to happen. We still have a day or two. Yeah. Rin said like eight days on day two or something. Uh huh. It's only. It should be yeah, like it's only tomorrow, day nine. Right? Yeah. It was. Day two or three, Rin said eight days. I think, yeah. So it should be tomorrow or the day after. Yep. Uh, uh, Shiro's having flashbacks to people melting in the fire, Mm -hmm. flash burning and all that stuff. Uh, Shinji is here. He's waving a weird book around and being smug. Uh Uh-huh. It's his bounded field. Mm -hmm. This is his blood fort. Yeah, he did this. Of course he did, Shiro. You fucking idiot. (laughs) (laughs) Um... Um, Shinji comments on Shiro being not super surprised when uh-huh. uh, he's like, ah, ha, ha, it was me. He's like, I told you it wasn't me. Don't you believe, didn't you believe me? And Shiro's like, eh, it was like a 50-50. Bring saber, goddamn. <laughs> um, Shinji's like, I wasn't originally intending to use this the this uh, bounded field at all. I was mostly I mostly had it set up so that I had insurance if Rin turned on me, mm-hmm. so I could hold the school hostage. That doesn't sound like a smart idea because the school is only usable as a hostage half the time, and not at the time the hours where Rin would be able to attack him openly. Yeah, nighttime. Uh huh. So no, he just he's such a loser. <laughs> Um, he activated it early, so Which, it's... It doesn't sound that bad to activate it early. Yeah. Apparently, it's just going to take a couple of minutes to kill people instead of instantly? Yeah, I guess. Because, yeah, like we said, it, he turned it on when Shiro was in here, and people's skin is melting. Not everyone's, but some people's. Which is actually, we did skip over a, a brief thing about, like, Rin explains the difference between, um... This is back when she's giving the lecture on magic circuits. The difference between like humans, normal humans and mages as uh, like normal humans could keep a pot of water warm, but uh, mages can actually heat up a pot of water. If they were stoves, not not with their own power. (laughs) I mean, like mages could probably keep up a, yeah, warm up a pot of water, but it's like, oh, I read that as plus this is like some people are even nor even among normal humans. Rin has said that like a maid shouldn't be affected by this bounded field very much. Mm-hmm. So even among normal humans, there are variations in how much magic you have. Yeah, people have magic circuits. It's that they lack the switch. The switch makes you a mage. Is how she posits it. Right. Because if you can switch it on and off, you can actually use magic. Whereas everyone has some. People have varying degrees of passive magic resistance because they have magic circuits. I don't think that most people have magic circuits. I think they can, because they like, can have, like, a little she bit. She says, like, Shiro, you would not, if you were a normal human, you would not even be able to do what you do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
It's a little blurry. <laughs> yeah. But anyway. Anyway, this is affecting different people differently. Yeah. It's, we'll go back to Tsukihime. It's amount of willpower that everyone has. Uh-huh. Uh, let's see. Shiro orders him to stop. Shinji grandstands some more and then says that he uh, kicked the shit out of Taiga when she asked him to help her call an ambulance. And, uh, yeah, that sucks. Mm -hmm. Shiro goes uh, into superhero mode, I guess. He switches. He he figures out the switch in this moment. Uh, Shinji shoots some, like, magic shadow spells at him. Uh, we have the choice to rush in anyway or back off. Mm-hmm. Do these change much of no. anything? No. It's just, a, like, slightly different. Neither leads if to If you back off, I think he pulls a mop out of a a thing and strengthens it and, like, oh, slashes that away. Oh, later anyway, which is interesting. Oh, wait. Is that later? Yeah. Okay, then it's... Then it's... Yeah. Either way. Yeah. Uh, Shinji is not a good mage. Yeah. <laughs> Shinji sucks no. at this. So, Shiro gets in on him. Shinji immediately starts, like, screaming and crying and all this stuff. And then Ryder shows up. Uh-huh. Ryder uh, is, fi- is accompanied by some sick grunge music. <laughs> and will continue to be sick this whole scene. Uh-huh. Ryder is very cool. Yeah, she's really cool. <laughs> Shiro uh, backs off because she gets in between them. Uh, we have a choice to rush in and try and finish Shinji before she can... The correct option. Or to know our limits and that we can't fight a servant and back off. Fight. 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 Let's cover the bad end first, then. How many times has Shiro been told he can't fight a ser- He can't go head-to-head with a servant in any context? Uh, a lot. Has he ever listened? No. The one point I will give him is that his plan isn't, oh, I'll just beat Ryder. It's, I, maybe if I can just dodge one attack, I can get to Shinji, and then she'll have to back off. Uh-huh. Uh, he can't dodge even once. She stabs him in the brain. <laughs> uh-huh. Well, yeah, he tries to dodge, and she, like, she disappears from in front of him, and he's like, oh, uh, yeah. Whoops. Uh, whoops. <laughs> Uh, I love this line. The movement of Ryder's arm was really beautiful. It has grace as if it were touching a daffodil. That is as she shoves a, a Knife into dagger the into, head. Yeah, into the back of her, his head. Um, she says that she didn't kill him to Shinji. Shinji's like, well, just finish him off. And then she uh, grabs him and vampire drains all his blood. And he uh-huh. dies. Yeah. Ry- Ryder's a, a vampire? vampire? I guess she's got this blood fort thing going on. I will it does say, steal your blood and your meat. <laughs> real quick, if you're going off of, I know who Ryder is. I would not, I don't think that there are any stories that would link Ryder to vampires. Or like, that you could, with this piece of knowledge, that you would ever get to who she really is. Yeah, one sec. I don't even, I can't find any, any a cursory look doesn't give me any evidence of her eating people. Even. Yeah. I'm sure there's probably something that says that, but Yeah. Anyway, um, it's not what she's known for, certainly. No. Tiger Dojo 4. Tiger Dojo 4. Um Tiger's here to tell us that we're halfway through the route and also you should pay more attention to your teachers, you dumbass. Yeah, uh-huh. Ilya says that she skipped all of the training scenes uh and she gets whacked. 
Ilya button through them, like... Yeah, uh-huh. Um, don't go ahead to the servant. You don't have to. Yep. Saber has said several times, be on the defensive. Yep. Uh, we get a thing about the t the tiger stamps that we are collecting. Mm -hmm. Tiger says if we collect them all, our screen will fill up with paws. Sounds paws. <laughs> Ilya likes that. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. What actually happens is I think we've talked about it. There's a special tiger dojo at the end. Yeah. The is very good. Anyway, Shiro can't f dodge Ryder. No. Let's not well, do that. Yeah. He can't uh, rush in. He yeah. has to, to stay back. So he retreats. He doesn't turn his back, but he like walks back, runs backwards, like guarding his guts or something, holding mm -hmm. his arms up. She's like slashing him with something he can't see. Uh, and then we finally get a uh, CG of her holding her weird anime weapons. Yeah, uh-huh. These are, like... Have you seen Spy X Family? You mean Spy Family, though? No, I mean Spy X Family. You know yours, like, weird golden stakes? Yes. It's a lot like that, Ryder's weapon is. <laughs> They're like these, like, stakes or, like, daggers or thorns or whatever you want to call them. Like, rounded yeah, uh, but they're attached to like long chains that end in a loop each. Yeah, it's a weird weapon. It looks cool. As it looks well. cool though. Yeah, it's apparently very effective for beating up Shiro. Shiro specifically, uh, which is they're fun because they can either be a ranged weapon as she like whips them around on chains, or she can just hold them in her hands. Yeah. and like stab you. Uh, Shinji tells her to stop playing and like kill him. She stabs. Shiro in the collarbone, but her weapon breaks. Hmm. Uh, and then she's like, I can't kill him with these weapons. Yeah, she stabs it, right, she stabs it into her, his collarbone, and it makes, like, a metallic sound. Uh-huh. And then, like, yeah, she pulls it out, and the tip is, like, broken. Yeah. Or whatever. And she's like, mm, weird, I can't kill you. Uh-huh. I, I love the, the simplicity of this line. She says, then die falling, and kicks him out the window. Uh-huh. Really like a excellent like <laughs> I don't know why it's a very simple line but I really liked that writer as a voice actress's delivery is very good I, I like that line a lot yeah uh Shiro's flying towards the ground in slow motion so he can consider his options uh-huh and he's like uh damn it was all my fault for trying to stop Saber from fighting <sighs> what a loser finally well okay you say what a loser I say Finally, some growth. <laughs> Finally. God damn. We get a choice here. Summon Saber, ask Saber for help, which functionally is the same. Or we can't use a command spell for this. Ben, we can't use a we command spell. We only get three command spells. They they seem really important. Anyway, I'm tabbing back over to my bad ends page. Ooh. Whoops. Tiger Dojo 5. <laughs> so if you choose not to use a command spell here, or, or what happens is Shiro's like, wait, I can't use command spells. They're very precious. And then he hits the ground because he's falling out a window and he doesn't have time to deliberate this. Uh-huh. This one's weird. This one's cool. I like this bad end. Yeah, he falls on his back. So he got kicked out of the, the window. So he's like falling um, like his back towards the ground. Uh-huh. Falls on his back. Uh, back fine. Perfectly fine. Uh, chest, though? 
uh-huh. full of swords. Yeah. And also bleeding. You get like a close up of like bloody metal fangs almost. Like uh-huh. uh, this isn't this isn't uh is not super gruesome visually either. You know, no. this is like very it's close cropped enough that you don't have to look at what is being described. Because uh-huh. what's being described is basically a slow motion shrapnel bomb going off on his insides. Yeah. Uh-huh. uh-huh. And his body is melting around the the swords that are bursting out of him. Yeah. Why is Shiro full of swords? Uh, yeah, that's really weird that he fell on his back and then swords popped out his front. Yeah, it's it's cool. It's cool. Uh, he dies. Yeah. Tiger Dojo Five Food Report. Tiger I... ate Ilya's cake. <laughs> a, it's a flour cake, a flour cake specifically, uh-huh. um, based on a. Rephalesia. Yeah. The corpse flower, I guess. Why the fuck did Taiga eat this? She describes it as having the texture of raw steak. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And smelled like a Rephalesia, which, again... Smells like a corpse. Smells like a corpse. Ilya loved it. She thought it looked very pretty. Uh Uh-huh. And Taiga's like, we gotta do something about your sense of aesthetic, girl. The thing is, Taiga fucking ate it. Uh Uh-huh. Horrifying. Anyway. A a cake with the texture of a steak? Ugh. Anyway. And then we get the, the, as if this, this podcast or video had been poorly edited, we get the, welcome to the Tiger Dojo. Yeah, uh uh-huh. Um, yeah, Taiga's like, hey, listen, I know we told you that command spells are really, like, rare, like, valuable, and you shouldn't use them, but you should totally use them every time it pops up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's very funny. I had wondered if there was going to be some, like, long bad ends associated with wasting command spells or something like that, but that would be a real pain in the ass, yeah. so I'm kind of glad they didn't do that. I don't think there's a single bad end. Yeah. Uh, she Which is... This- <laughs> What? Yeah, which is like an interesting. I think that there's one situation that you can survive either using a command spell or not. Oh. Um, but this is not one. Summon Saber Chan quickly and beat that sexy battle of Nechan. <laughs> <laughs> the Ilya leaving off with her t- little voice line, confused voice line, being like, "Sexy." Is <laughs> very funny. I would. For some versions of sexy, I think that Ryder is certainly that. She's definitely got like a quote-unquote sexy outfit on. You know what I mean? Yeah. Ryder can be hot. I don't know that she... I don't know that she's hot in this outfit. No, I think the outfit is a little too much, but she looks cool sometimes, you know what I mean? Uh, But no, she's not... Ben? She doesn't linger on the blood drinking long enough. It's time to summon Saber. Did you ask Saber for help? Yeah. It is, like, roughly the same. Okay, scene. okay. Just, like, phrased slightly differently. This scene, uh, rules. Yeah. This is where I was like, okay, okay, you got me back in a little bit, stay night, this rules. Um, he orders her to appear. As we know, you can use command spells to te- make people teleport. Servants. And we get this, like, sick animation of his command spells appearing and then shattering as Saber bursts through the air like it's a mirror. Uh-huh. <laughs> like she's breaking through a mirror. And then she doesn't catch him <laughs> and he hits the ground. Okay, this might be different if you ask her for help. She didn't catch him is the funniest thing in the world. 
Does she not catch him? No, he hits the ground. And then and then she like runs over to him. Huh. Okay. But he doesn't die this time. No. Uh, I assume since we know that Saber has something to do with his healing abilities, her proximity made mm. it so that it didn't do whatever the fuck that was. Mm-hmm. The curse of self-healing. Yeah. Uh, Weird. Yeah. It is, it is fascinating to me that with her far away, Ryder kicking him hard enough to boot him like 10 meters or something doesn't kill him but landing on the ground does uh anyway it's fine well maybe the thing was getting kicked and then hitting was just too much uh Uh, sequentially uh saber is very concerned about him uh he's like no 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 no. it's we got to deal with this now uh tells her to go get Ryder. he'll get shinji yeah, Saber's very concerned about him, and she's like, well, we gotta heal you. And he thinks to himself, like, I'll use a command spell, and she can sense his determination, and uh-huh. is like, okay, I don't want you burning a second command spell on this. Uh-huh. The other thing is, neither of them can heal him. Yeah. Rin's not a healer either. Uh-huh. Well, Rin's not here, also. Uh, that's what I'm saying, they can't even bring him out of here oh, and yeah. sacrifice everyone, because yeah. they just don't have a healer in their party. Yeah. Uh... They sprint. Um, Shiro grabs a mop and strengthens it and runs at Shinji. And uh, Shinji does that shadow spell again, but mm-hmm. Shiro just bats him out of the way. Sh- Shiro pins Shinji to a wall and snaps his arm. Finally. Shinji's plot armor has evaporated. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking finally. This is the first time I'm like, yeah, go Shiro. <laughs> Like, him cooking or whatever has been fine, solidly fine so far. But this, I was cheering for Shiro. Uh-huh. No, None of this, like, oh, Shinji, I've got you against the wall now. No, no, no. Pain comes first, then negotiating. Uh-huh. <laughs> I appreciate that. Uh, Shinji, part of the reason Shiro's moving so fast is because he thinks he might lose consciousness when the adrenaline wears off. He orders Shinji to bring down the field. Shinji refuses, and he's like, I'm gonna kill you. Shinji's like, no, you're not. And then he go- almost breaks his neck with his uh-huh. magically strengthened hand. Yeah, he's uh, like digging his hand into Sh- Shinji's neck as like Shinji goes like, oh, okay. He, and just... he thinks to himself, killing a mage in a fight isn't murder. Yeah, he thinks like, oh, Shinji doesn't get that like mages aren't people. Uh-huh. <laughs> Yeah, don't 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 participate in this fight if you're not willing to die. Uh-huh. It's a war for a reason. He calls to Ryder and orders her to bring down the blood fort. She freezes up and reluctantly does so. Uh, we get this is one of those things where I would not trust Shinji when he says this, but the game is telling us that we can trust this. Mm-hmm. Once her blood fort comes down, she can't put it up in the same place again. I think they. Even more broadly, reconstructing a bounded field in the same place mm-hmm. just doesn't work as well. Yeah, he says her field is special and especially can't. Okay. But um, this is, that for me, I would be like, I don't trust you, you little bastard. <laughs> it makes sense in, this, in, a, in the same way that, like, Rin can't uh, fix things that Shiro breaks uh-huh. because of his magical energy is like, oh, yeah, like, wait two weeks and it would be fine. Uh-huh. But, like, in the immediate aftermath, it's... Shiro orders him to surrender his command spells and hide out in the church until the battle is over. He says that he'll cut his com- his like arm off, his command spell arm off, 
if he doesn't obey. And then Shinji reacts really strangely to that, and Ryder rushes in and attacks them. Mm -hmm. This is interesting. This will come up again in a little bit. Uh, Ryder manages to scare off Shiro and rescues Shinji, and she's like... I got plenty of juice from that from that spell. Let me tell you. Real quick. Yes. Back to Shinji's command spells. It's very fun that uh well well Shiro and Rin have command spells like we know them, you know, on their hand or wrist. Uh Shiro has talked to two other characters, Ilya and uh and Shinji who just have a different conception of what command spells are. We haven't seen Ilya's command spell yet. No, uh-huh. but when talking to Ilya, um, that conversation is like, yeah, they're not at all on the same page about what command spells are. It's interesting to talk about this here because I didn't process that at all. I thought that I didn't have any idea it had something to do with where Shinji's command spells were until later. Well, because he says I'll cut your arm off and Shinji's like what are you talking about dude yeah. like yeah no I see where you get it from but yeah. I didn't recognize it at the time I thought that he was stalling and Ryder rushed oh, in I huh. thought Shiro's hesitation in not just doing it was what fucked him over there huh okay you know what I mean yeah but we'll get more of that in a bit yeah we get another sick sequence of Ryder being cool uh she slices her own throat CL style. Uh-huh. Uh, we get, like, a cool CG of her clutching her throat as she, like, bleeds out. And then the blood, like, swirls in the air and turns into, like, a creepy-looking sigil. Uh-huh. And uh, then, like, an eye opens up in it. Like, a huge bloodshot eye. It's all very metal. Uh-huh. Um... Ryder says that she's going to take her master and run, and that if they want to chase her, feel free. Uh, if they have the will left to fight her after seeing her do this, whatever mm-hmm. it is. And then Saber tackles Shiro to the ground or something. Yeah. And then when he looks back up, the hallway's in ruins. Yep. And, uh, yeah. And, and he's he faints. Back to ten years ago. Yep. It's always 10 years ago. It's always 10 years ago, unless it's eight years ago or like six years ago. Tsukihime is eight years ago, right? <laughs> Tsukihime is eight years ago, yes. What's six years ago? So I think six years ago was when Kiritsuko died, isn't it? Or was that four years ago? It's five. Five years ago. Also, eight years ago was another flashback to them living together, I yeah, think. That would make sense. Um, anyway, um, Shiro's like. God damn it. Back at it again at Krispy Kreme. <laughs> uh, whenever he's close to death, he he teleports to Krispy Kreme. That's <laughs> exactly what happens. It's a safe zone, yeah. <laughs> um, and he's like, oh, yeah, you know, I lay there dying and ra- raised my hand and it would have fallen if, uh, as I died, had Kuritsugu not been there to uh-huh. save me, to catch it and save me and, like, Oh, yeah, it's actually, like, Kuritsugu is the one who was saved, not me, because Kuritsugu was just looking for someone to to save, mm-hmm. and so, um... This is our first time seeing him. Oh, yeah! Yeah, we get to see a CG of his face. I forget this, because I watched Zero before uh, reading this, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, this is the first glimpse we get at, uh, gruffy old man... Scruffy little dude. Scruffy yeah. old man Kuritsugu. 
Shiro wakes up at about 10 p.m., Rin immediately yelling at him. She's been taking care of his wounds. Uh-huh. Shiro's like, what happened to the school? And apparently Kotamine is there doing a cover-up. I don't really... This whole thing is very funny. Uh-huh. So the school exploded and everyone in it is suffering from malnutrition and skin melting. Yes. Now, the skin melting, you could maybe say some kind of gas leak or whatever. Yeah. Which is the excuse that's been used. How do you explain people becoming spontaneously malnourished? I don't know, Ben. It was a fad. <laughs> Go to Mine there. Like, what? <laughs> This is very funny to me. Kotomine talking to the newspaper. Yeah, there's a dangerous fad of like a, a fad diet going around. And uh, how do? You, why are you the expert on this, Mister Catholic priest? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh huh. Yeah, it makes zero sense, but it's no. very funny to. It's like I believe. Do I believe that the church has the power and money to cover this up, and like people who can spin this? Sure. Do they get mentioned or referred to at all? No. Kotamine no, did it yeah. personally. Uh -huh. The least trustworthy man in the world came over to the school and said, that looks like a gas leak to me. He's wearing a hard hat, so people believe him. <laughs> okay, I would like Kotamine wearing a hard hat sprite, please. Yes. Thank you. Kotamine carrying a ladder. <laughs> Shiro's wounds healed themselves. Rin is still very suspicious and wary about this. Uh, she says the she she asks if he's turning into a lizard or something, or if his ancestors were lizards. Yeah, uh huh. Uh, I say that being a lizard would be a small price for since surviving for, near death experiences twice. Doro he doro. <laughs> Shoutouts to all my scalies out there. <laughs> Shoutouts to Kaiman. Yeah. So. Oh, I meant like like one side. No, no, I got what you mean. You mean like lizard furries? Yeah, I gotcha. Yeah. So no one died is the good news. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Shiro decides he wants to see Saber. She's meditating in the dojo. She yells at him, scolds, scolds, scold. Um, he gives her an apology for trying to stop her from fighting. Mm -hmm. He heavily qualifies it by refusing to not... He He's still like, no, 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 we're equals. and We're going to fight as equals. And I'm going to put in just as much work as you. It's something. It's progress. He's still really annoying. Um, they shake hands to cement their newfound connection. And Rin comes in and is like, what kind of fucking... Is this sex? Are you having sex in here? <laughs> they react as if, if they, they were fucking... As yeah. if she had walked in on the two of them naked in bed together. Um, Saber okay. is terrible at lying. Saber Saber destroys her outfit every time she summons her armor theory. Has some twists and turns. People it is don't mostly believe me about true. It. People don't believe me about it. And I went back and I played the scene where she collapses fighting assassin. Uh huh. And it does say she's wearing clothes at the end. But I think. I bet you if I went back and reinstalled this without Rialta Nua stuff mixed in, I bet you that wouldn't be there. Because here she is getting a bag of clothes, the last set of clothes that Rin has. And she's like, you're fucked if you ruin this. So why would that happen if she wasn't destroying her outfit every time she summoned her armor? It's when she panic summons her armor. Uh-huh. Rin explicitly says it's when you, when you like 
quickly in, in an emergency when you summon your armor you destroy the clothes that you're wearing uh-huh so when this you went to real when you went like to go fight, first pass pre Rialta Nua shit. When she went to go fight uh assassin, she could put on her armor carefully. Uh-huh. But in in this case and fighting wait, when was the other time her clothes blew I think off? that her clothes oh, got right. destroyed during the, the I think there's a difference Kojiro between fight. obliterated into individual threads and oh, they're too torn up to yeah. use now. Uh-huh. So I think she had some clothing on on uh-huh. her way back. Uh-huh. Shura wasn't carrying a completely nude girl, just mostly yeah. nude. The tenor of that scene is so weird. Maybe. You know what I mean? Yeah. Unless she is at least un like partially unclothed. It's the easiest thing in the world to cut out. I want to be clear. I'm not over here like, yeah, Saber's naked every time she fights. Because <laughs> that's stupid. <laughs> my My argument is... It's a stupid thing that Nasu wrote into this without really thinking about that much. Uh-huh. Also, Kotamine bought this three copies of this exact outfit for Rin. <laughs> it's just the weirdest. It's such a funny thing. Later on, Shiro goes to sleep. Uh, he's thinking about dealing with Shinji. And then, uh, last day that we're covering for today. February 9th, day 10 skyscraper. It's Wait, a Saturday. Second to last day. No, it's three days. Seven, oh, nine, wait, wait. Okay, eight, nine, never. Ten. I have a I have a day 11. It's a bad end. Ah, yeah. Yeah, we we touch on it a little bit. Oh, I also forgot to say that the scene name for the first bad end, I think, the one where um where uh Ryder kills Shiro is called Melty Blood. That's good. That one's good. Yeah. Shiro is having a bad dream. He's thinking about the people who were trapped in the blood fort. And he's like, that wasn't good enough. Sure, I saved literally everyone. But any harm done whatsoever is unacceptable. Uh-huh. This is I... like, he, yeah, he's like, I almost died to save those people. And that's still not enough. No one can ever feel any pain. This is like, this is what you, what someone says before they start their plan for human instrumentality. Or <laughs> they start building a, like, super weapon that could destroy the world in order to force everyone to form one peaceful nation under them or something like that. This uh-huh. is super villain shit. Yeah, it is also, I will say, I think that Shiro could have prevented all of this. Yeah, by just not trusting Shinji by going and decking Shinji is <laughs> like there are so many ways that that could have been prevented. Yeah, you know what I mean. But um, like, yes, you are correct. I'm also correct. This is a supervillain. Stupid Shiro. People get hurt sometimes. Yes, but it is also like, yeah, I don't know. This is this is on you, dude. He wakes up around six. Folds his futon. His uh, arms hurt. He's he says he's healed, but the pain is still there. He's mostly healed. Mostly healed. It's gloomy outside. Saber uh, <laughs> Saber greets him, and then he's like, "Oh, you usually sleep in," and she's grumpy about it. She doesn't like people thinking she's lazy, but she is lazy. Yeah. Uh, she's the perfect girl, really. He goes to make breakfast. Uh, there's more scolding, and he's like. I know Shinji. 
he's not going to back off. He's going to go build another blood fort and like kill a bunch of people so that he can be powerful enough to get revenge on us. We mm-hmm. need to deal with him now. This is smart. Yeah. Again, if you know that, if you know exactly what kind of person your your friend is, and uh, he is kill people so he can get revenge on you for petty reasons, you probably shouldn't be hanging out with that guy. Yeah. Uh huh. And cutting him so much slack. It's the it's the bit where Shinji keeps escalating, and Shiro keeps being like, "I'm not surprised at all. I knew he would do this. Honestly, uh-huh. it's like, then why did you do something earlier?" Uh, let's see. Saber and Shiro both agree that Ryder isn't very tough, even with all the energy she got from the Blood Fort. Uh, I am a little worried about her A plus rank Noble Phantasm listed in her stat screen. Well, that's the thing is. Ryder herself, not very impressive. Yeah. Her noble phantasm, maybe the strongest one of any of the servants summoned this time around, which feels bad. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, Saber didn't get a good look at it because she was busy protecting Shiro. Um, But the fact that it it, it was a magical attack that could hurt Saber, which means it's absurdly powerful. Yes. Mm Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And we get some interesting stuff about how, ser- like, damaging servants work. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because apparently a servant can pick up just about anything and use it as a weapon and will hurt another servant. Yeah. I because guess. Is it because it's using their attack stat as the default damage? Basically, it's I think. very funny. Or it's like. It's like Dungeon World where, like, you, you do. Is that where you do your class's damage? Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Or. Or equivalently, it's like, oh, by being associated with the servant, that object becomes, like, uh, synonymous, not synonymous, but, like, becomes uh, something out of their legend. Uh-huh. Even, so even if it is still a paper cutter, it's like, well, oh, but Saber was good with all swords, not just the sword that she's most uh-huh. known for. So uh, Rin, Rin says that Saber is ex, is like best at head on head to head fights, but she's so strong in magic resistance that people can't fight her at a distance either. So she's almost unkillable. And Shiro's like, "That's not fair. This just feels really like unbalanced." And Saber's in the background looking really hurt. It's like she has her default like expression on, but she has like an anger mark pop oh, right, on her right, head. Right, right, right. Yeah. First, yes. She's she's mad that Shiro thinks that she's OP. And then Rin is like, well, we could kill her even if we, like, got our hands on a servant-class weapon and just killed her in her sleep. You know what yeah. I mean? She's still like, vulnerable. Like, literally just stole her sword while she's sleeping. And this is where Saber looks crest Really hard, yeah. <laughs> I think uh, Rin says that, and Shiro's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh, Saber talks about Ryder's NP being, like, multi-purpose. She's not really sure what that means. Neither are we, but I guess that's true. Uh, oh, and we get some more stuff about, like, the classifications of, um, Noble Phantasms. Uh, her Noble Phantasm and her Invisible Air and Gable uh, Lancers are anti-personnel. Riders appears to be anti-army. Mm-hmm. So Rin says that anti-personnel NPs are like the, a starting pistol with infinite ammo, and yeah. Riders is like a missile launcher uh-huh. that only can be used once. Yeah. And Shiro, Shinji, Shiro's like, oh, fuck. 
That seems bad. We really got to get her before she shoots a missile at us, huh? Uh-huh. Rin refuses to join this fight. She says that uh, she's here to fight Berserker, not Ryder. And also, they seem like they've got it covered on their own, or else actually she would help. Yeah. Oh, she says she has something else to do, which is suspicious. I mean, like, yeah. Sounds like she was going to go, like, investigate Berserker or Ilya mm-hmm. or something. Yeah, I don't think she's got ulterior motives. Rin f- seems very, like, on the straight and narrow as far as mages go. Mm-hmm. It's 7.30 now. Shiro and Saber are on the hunt, wandering around town. Wait, it's 7.30? In the morning, I think. Oh, okay. Because uh, Shiro's going to nap Yeah. for a long time. She says it's for an hour. Some. We'll talk about it when oh, we get there. It's because they do. They spend the right. whole day looking around okay. first. Yeah, school is shut down. Uh, Shiro's going over a list of side effects and psyching himself, like that people have experienced from that, and psyching himself out. Taiga's in the hospital still. Shiro and Saber's like, "Hey, wouldn't it be good to go see Taiga in the hospital?" And Shiro's like, "I called her house, and it's like fine. I couldn't tell, like." Yeah, she's in the hospital, but, like, she's recovering. There's yeah. nothing to worry about. Yeah. I couldn't tell if this was her family saying, like, no, no, Shiro, it's fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, but actually, she's, like, in really rough shape. Or if it really was just, like, yeah. they're I thought close enough. That... My vibe was a little bit, like, Shiro d- doesn't want to face her. Yeah. Also. Yeah. Like, if she was going to die, he probably would go. Yeah. So they go to the Mato place, then they head to Shinto to like go around the office buildings because that seems like a place that he might uh-huh. Shinji might set up shop. Say when they're at the Mato house, Shaver's like, "You want to check on Sakura?" And uh, she was hit with the bounded field too. Mm-hmm. Uh, it didn't affect her very much. It, it just like drained her energy. You know what I mean? She's not skin melting, but Shiro feels guilty enough about it that he's avoiding her too. Oh. He also says that he won't be able to face her if he kills Shinji. Because that's her brother. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like Sakura would be like, oh, that's a real shame that that fucker died. (laughs) But I don't know. That's just me. Family, you know? Blood runs deeper than water, right? I guess. If If my brother was Shinji, I would be overjoyed. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they wander around town all day, and then Saber, like, makes him sit down because he's gonna collapse from exhaustion. Mm-hmm. Uh, she, like, drags him to the park. Yeah. He's like, no, no, we gotta... Yeah, it's we fucked up evil going. park. Uh, and Saber's like, hey, uh, that that dead park over there, that looks like a perfect place for a, for a rest. Um... There is a funny bit where she's like, you gotta, like, lay down or something. And she's, like, clearly eyeing a couple who were doing a lap pillow (laughs) across the way. And she was like, I'm not doing that. And then he falls asleep anyway for a while. It is very cute the ways that, like, yeah. Chira, or Saber got summoned into the current era. um, She got the lowdown. And got, like, basic stuff. But that didn't mean that, like, she knows what couples do. Yeah. And so it's a really fun, like, he notices Saber looking at a couple, uh, and he's like, oh, no, 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 (laughs) no. She's getting some big ideas. Um, While he sleeps, he gets more memories of the fire. You know what I mean? 
we get a new detail. You remember how his chest hurt the other day? Yeah. Um, he remembers in this memory uh, having burns so bad on his chest that he felt like his heart might fall out of his chest. Yeah. Uh, and then he wakes up and he has no scar there. So that can't have happened because that would leave a scar at least. And also he talks about like, oh, we're like, I remember uh, breathing being like, like my my lungs being filled with like flaming hot air. Mm-hmm. So like, I shouldn't be alive if any of this actually happened. Yeah. Anyway. Weird that. Shiro's like, okay, cool, time to go. Um, sucks about this park bringing back all those bad memories, but uh-huh. uh, we have a we have a rider and a Shinji to to kill. Uh-huh. So Saber asks him why he is so dead set on there being zero victims. Is is it something to do with you having been in this fire ten years ago? Mm-hmm. Could that possibly have been it? And he's like. Nah, probably not. Um, it's more about looking up to Kuritsugu. Yeah, he says almost. it's almost less about saving people and more about it chasing after the high of Kiritsugu's face when he saved someone. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Less about the saving of the person and more about being happy that you saved someone. Yeah. Which is a less um, selfless way of looking at it, I guess. Uh-huh. And uh, this is where Saber's finally like, dude you gotta save yourself to like yeah. you can't just you can't sacrifice just, yourself yeah you can only do that once you know uh-huh. like don't just fuck around dude so they sense uh some bait some obvious bait coming from somewhere by one of the skyscrapers i think it's the tall one mm-hmm. you know and then uh one of Ryder's daggers <laughs> comes flying down <laughs> Uh, Saber summons her armor. Uh huh. <laughs> Nakey Saber theory. <laughs> and then. Uh, to be clear, she is not naked under the armor. No, no she has. under the armor. Yeah. But the dress is connected to the armor. Yeah. In the spiritual sense. Yes. So, Riders clinging to the side of the building like a spider and throws a nail at them. Uh, <laughs> Saber leaps into the air and starts air comboing with her up <laughs> to up. They just don't come down. They just start going up. Uh-huh. This is very funny. They can't fly. Or Saber can't. Ryder's doing a much better job at moving around up there. But uh, the the fact that they keep, like, pushing off the building but never getting further away from the building so they can keep pushing off is very funny to me. Mm-hmm. And we get a choice. Does, Shiro, does Shinji... Sorry. Does Shiro recognize that he can't fly <laughs> and stay put? Or does he realize that they're going up towards the roof and go running up the stairs? Uh, sure, stay put. This is our last bad end for today. Let's see. Tiger Dojo 6? Yes. Well, not yet. Well, it's gonna be, yeah. Uh, Shiro is like, well, I can't fly, so I can't go up and fight with them. And then watches them until they reach the roof. And then is like, oh, fuck, I really should have gone up there, huh? Because Shinji's probably up there and Saber's going to be outnumbered. Mm -hmm. Uh, He runs up uh, or he takes the elevator for a bit. So an important difference between what happens when he goes up and uh, what happens when he stays down here is that he sees multiple flashes of like golden light. Uh Uh-huh. This time when he he stays on the ground. Like lightning. Yeah. 
He runs up the stairs and finally finds Saber, collapsed, drained. Ryder and Shinji are both missing. Seems like she won. Yeah. He thinks like, oh, if Ryder was still alive with Saber in this condition, she would be dead. Yeah. Uh, so Ryder has to be dead. And probably Shinji too. Yeah. I doubt she, uh, Saber had much mercy for him without yeah. Shiro around. Cut back to the house, just like an instant cut. Rin has treated Saber and is like, uh, she's dead. Yep. Saber has used all of her magical energy. She is on the brink of vanishing. And she's like, I mean, you could use what little energy has left. She has it left to have her go out and murder some people and eat their souls. Yep. You're going to have to make your choice by tomorrow morning. Yep. That's all. Uh, anyway. The next February, day. February 10th. Day 11. Dragon Slay. This is also the day title of the real... Disappointing. Day was, I was such a disappointment. It sucks. Give me... Dark Kiss Mark. Give me cool bad end day titles. Uh-huh. Please. I love, I, yeah, that was a great bit in Tsukihime was that, like, they had the separate day titles for bad ends that were, like, either a reference to what was going to happen or, like, a play on the actual day yeah. title. Yeah, uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. It was always good. Yeah. And it's such a bummer to... Huge bummer. Shiro is hovering over Saber as she's, like, not doing good. He wanders outside thinking about things. He ends up at Ilya Park. Uh, guess who's here at Ilya Park? Ilya. Ilya's here. Ilya friend. She's like, I let me go ahead and guess what's going on with you. Exactly what's happening. Just kidding. I was there spying on you that night. Mm-hmm. I know exactly what's going on. And in fact, I'm casting a hypnosis spell on you right now. So you're already enthralled to my will or whatever. This is not how hypnosis works, Ben. I think she's using real magic. Yeah. Like in Tsukihime, we have like, oh no, it's not magic. It's just hypnosis. That yeah. completely changes your perception of the world uh-huh. against your will. But here it seems like she's using some kind of evil spell on him. Uh, she's, she starts calling him Onichan again, which she seems to do right before she kills or enslaves him. Yes. Uh, she does tend to, to do that when she's about to do something evil. Yeah. Uh... She's like, really, you should you should be thanking me, because this has got to take a load off your shoulders deciding what to do about Saber, huh? <laughs> There's a really great, like, effect here of, like, the screen fuzzing over, like, an old TV, and then, like, the image, like, shrinking and, like, flipping the way that, like, old TVs do as they're turning off, you know? Uh-huh. I really liked that. Uh-huh. And Shiro does not die, notably, no? because this scene goes a little further. We're Shiro, Shiro sees a room in black and white, a, a different room than we've seen before. Someone's bedroom, it looks like. Mm-hmm. We see a maid. Yeah. First maid of the game. Not my favorite maid outfit. They look like nuns more than maids, yeah. is my, my read on that. Like big titty nuns. Big titty is, nuns. Like, their outfits, I don't say that just because they have big boobs. Their outfits are specifically designed to, uh, like, highlight their chests. Uh-huh. Uh, the maid is calling Ilya's decision here into question. Ilya's like, L- I've been waiting 10 years for this. I'm not going to back down now. She looks kind of upset about it, though. Mm-hmm. But she calls the maid Liz, so I'm going to guess this is Lazarit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then a second maid appears, uh, identical. This must be Sela. Mm-hmm. The difference between them is that Lazarit has, like, deader eyes and little, like, bits of hair curlies sticking out from the sides of her cap. Yeah. 
Like they're they've got like a headpiece that's connected to their dress, like a hood mm-hmm. hat kind of situation going on. So yeah. you can't really see any hair except for those little curlies. Uh, there's a good like somber classical music piece playing while this is going on. Anyway, I assume Ilya's like dollificationing him, you know? Yeah. Well, Celis is something we get a, about we get a bad end, not a dead end. Yeah, well, Celis is something about a transfer and a prime field yeah. being ready. Um, I, th- based on their last conversation, I would believe that this is Ilya like making Shiro her familiar. Okay, yeah, I could see that too. I kind of, I actually, I assume that's kind of what she's doing in all of these ones, where she t- says she's going to turn him into a doll, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, Tiger Jojo Six. Let me make. A- oh, we get something very. We get one more important like teaser for the future. We get a very oh, smug-looking right. flash of Ilya, and then we get her whole body lit up in a command spell pattern, as if she has like a massive command spell across her entire body. It's so fun, the things, like, Ilya, we didn't know that Ilya was at that tower yet. Um, it's so fun, and there's a there's a path that you can take through this day at, that you never find out that Ilya was at that tower. Uh-huh. Um, at least not this day. At the um, skyscraper? At the skyscraper. And so it's so fun, the stuff that is like, oh, bad ends sometimes just tell you things that you won't find out for hours and hours. Yeah, yeah, it's fun. If you don't get them. Um, anyway, Tiger it's just, Dojo it's 6. It's easy to get you to try, to try again, you know. Uh, Tiger welcomes us, and then Liz appears saying her name like she's a Pokemon, <laughs> which is very funny. Ilya is depressed and taking a nap. <laughs> um, Tiger wants to go to a castle. <laughs> Tiger also comments that Liz is not drawn to Tiger Dojo style since she's, uh-huh. a, um, she's a stand-in. Uh, Taiga also, like, makes a joke about not, uh, like, how rich is Ilya to have, like, maids running around. Mm-hmm. Uh, also notable here, speaking of things that we don't know yet, uh, Liz has red eyes and white hair, exactly like Ilya. Huh, weird. The voice cuts out for a second as we get some lines that were cut from Rialta Nua, which is fun. It makes... N- this scene makes no sense without these lines because we come back from in a weird spot, right? The following with Taiga being like, "No, I won't allow such things." Um, there's a oh, my note is just please stop talking about illegal sex scenes. Yeah. Um, uh, Taiga's like, "Hey, is is uh, Ilya having fun with Shiro on her canopy bed, huh?" Uh-huh. And Liz is like, "There was a CG uh, plan for that, but it was taken away because of various things." Uh huh. It was Ero Ero. They both say Ero oh, yeah. Ero. <laughs> but it was removed uh-huh. for various reasons. Because they, they blessedly they cut all of the Ilya sex stuff out. Uh huh. Um. Um. Now the voices come back. You know we haven't lost so far. The <laughs> what we would have lost from not having the old stuff hasn't been too impactful. No. Taiga t- calls us a coward and tells us to go do the fight. Right. Liz says that uh, Ilya is also unhappy with how this played out. Mm-hmm. Uh, Taiga is proud of her for coming to that conclusion and gives her a tiger stamp too, <laughs> which stains her outfit. Her entire outfit has the tiger stamp on it. It's very funny. Well. And it's not, yeah, it's a good bit because it's like two thirds of the tiger stamp stays on screen because it's on her. On her, yeah. The rest of it just disappears because it wasn't over her. Um, okay, never mind. Let's follow her up. 
Yeah, yeah, let's run for it. Uh, we get another interlude, 10-1, Fate. Mm-hmm. Because we're going to spend some time with Ryder and uh, Saber as they fight their way up uh, from a third-person perspective. Yeah. Saber's at a major disadvantage because she has to keep, like, hopping <laughs> along the wall. And Ryder appears to be, like, moving around effortlessly, ignoring gravity. Yeah. Um, Ryder makes a comment about Saber's famous sword not being of much use here. What sword is famous for being invisible, Fad? Are there any? Well, I can't think of any. Uh, Saber's like, oh, she's trying to lure me up to the roof so she can use her NP without her noble phantasm without being seen. Mm-hmm. Sucks. That's fine. Probably. Maybe. This is the wildest office building I've ever seen. Yeah. The elevator only goes up to the 40th floor. Yeah, that's weird. Uh, but there are 50 floors, so Shira has to just run the last 10. It's pretty funny. It is very funny. Uh, usually you'll either see, like, oh, yeah, this one only goes up to, like, floor 30, but then you get on another elevator that goes up to floor 50. I bet you there was another elevator that Shira did not notice. Or you do, uh, like, alternating, like, oh, this one does evens, this one does odds. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, he feels like Saber's gonna lose. That's not good. Yeah. Now, he finds, he runs in, he finds the roof a mess already, Saber on her knees, and then he sees Ryder's terrifying noble phantasm, which is a kind of goofy looking horse. (laughs) It's a white pegasus. It's a mad looking pegasus. Uh Uh-huh. This is, Ryder, this is not very cool. They talk about it like it's cool, it's not very cool. A white horse is not ever very threatening to me. It's kind of cool. It's very funny that uh Ryder's noble phantasm doesn't really fit with the rest of her design no not kit, at all but like because she's Ryder she needed something to, to ride, ride on, on. uh-huh now f- from the Pegasus connection we can guess that she's Greek hero yes we are yeah now what I do know a servant that she is not is that she was originally planned to be Perseus hmm which Hence would explain the Pegasus, the Pegasus connection uh, there's another, there's a funny thing, though, that's going to happen with the actual name of her noble phantasm, too. Yeah. Just since we, that. since we know that she's a Greek hero, it's worth saying that she is often described as being pasty white. <laughs> yeah. But, except not, like, pasty, but as in a, like, uh, uh, like, gorgeously white. Uh-huh. Which is not what I would say most Greeks are known for. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like, Mediterranean skin complexion is not, uh, not pale white. Yes. Uh-huh. I think... I think Saber is the only person in this game who is... I guess Saber and Ku. Ku is never, uh... Never described lovingly no. as, like, having... <laughs> porcelain white skin. Nasu, we're gonna continue bumping into these, like interesting i guess little nasu race moments uh-huh which is like it, it is not nasu mm-hmm. it is like the u.s and the the um like standards of beauty that the u.s uh has i don't think you can just i don't think you can completely blame that on the united states and not on nasu for being kind of a weirdo about it because no. he is definitely personally a little bit of a weirdo about it yes it is also yes there there are Yes, I just don't want to say, like, oh, yes, 
and the rest of Japanese culture doesn't reflect this at all. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It is certainly, like, and, like, in the water. And, like, the United States and American culture does, too, too right? Yes. Yeah. yeah, this is a pervasive thing. I don't, like... I'm not letting him off the hook. Yeah. It is It is just worth noting that it's, like, yeah, this is, like, it sucks that the U.S. came over after World War Two and was, like, hey, here's what's pretty. It's, like, I think that... I bet you this goes back earlier than the United States, too, though, right? Because there is, like, colorism baked into, uh, like, Asia, right? Japanese people have lighter skin than a lot of the other East Asian people, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. uh, Yeah. And if you think about, like, geishas and things like that, and that what is traditionally beautiful, like, Japanese makeup is a lot of extremely pale white skin, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's messy. It is a whole thing. Purely the U.S., but is U.S. certainly is a bad influence in everything. Certainly. (laughs) Um, But yeah, it's very funny that all foreign people are the whitest white people, Uh, except for uh, Berserker, who's also a Greek hero and is just gray. Gray. (laughs) This is also a thing we're gonna get: is a lot of Berserkers of various ethnicities who are like black, black skin or gray. Yeah. Uh huh. Frankenstein's pasty white. That's true. There are other, but like a lot of the men, particularly yeah. the like bulky, ugly monster oh, men. Yeah, I brought up Ku as like kind of a joke, but it is worth noting like the difference in how men get described yeah. is like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Men are allowed to be unattractive. Uh-huh. Ku's suit is so ugly. So ugly. A lot of people are horny for Ku, though. Yeah. Especially Emiya Gohan Ku and his huge titties. <laughs> Ryder, Ryder, her name is Ryder. She has to have some kind of horse. She has riding skill. It is. This is a big, this is a big horse, though. This is an important horse. Yeah. Um. Yeah, Pegasus is, like, riding around with Ryder on it like a horse missile. Uh-huh. And Saber is barely managing to get out of the way. Her invisible air is failing to even slow it down, apparently. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Pegasus never t- actually touches down, so she can't fight it because she's a she, she's a not a ranged fighter. Uh huh. Um, the invisible air is like a little range. Yeah, but it's like a couple of meters, not like your your thousands of or hundreds of meters away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is... Saber makes a distinction between regular Pegasus's Pegasi and mm-hmm. this Pegasi, Pegasus, as this one is ancient. This one comes from the Age of Gods. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is a major distinction. The older a magical creature is, the stronger it is. Yeah. And this one is very old. She close, did not expect this. Close even to dragons. Uh-huh. This um, horse is almost a dragon, you know what I mean? Which is... This is a fun, like... Ah, yes, Ryder can ride this Pegasus because she has riding A+. Saber could not ride this Pegasus because uh-huh. she only has riding A. And if it actually was a dragon, then she would, Ryder would not be able to yes. ride this because no. specifically she can't ride dragons. Yeah. I guess you need riding EX to ride dragons? Probably. What does uh, Martha, St. Martha, have? Uh, I think it's either... It might be A++. Yeah. Or it's EX or EX-. minus. Ryder makes a comment about how humans have exterminated magical beings and her being mad about it. And Saber's like, you're an evil ghost, aren't you? You're not a heroic spirit at all. She calls Pegasus my boy. (laughs) (laughs) 
Uh, my big strong evil boy. <laughs> horse sounds. <laughs> That's not a horse. That's fun. That was kind of a Winnie. <laughs> it's too much. It's like a. <laughs> it's like you're trying to pretend to be a horse. It's very funny. Uh, we can. There is a circle of Greek characters of myth who are associated with Pegasus that we could guess who she is from. I would not. But... Yeah, she wouldn't be my first guess, but if you wrote down a list, you'd probably put her on it. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Oh, and this is also very funny. Raya, Saber's like, that's not even her noble phantasm. Uh-huh. This is just, she can just summon the Pegasus at will. Uh-huh. That's interesting. It's interesting because it's going to be... The next thing that happens is very silly. Yes. With that. Anyway, interlude's over. Back to Shiro. <sighs> Shiro's here again. Shiro's here. He's trying to find Shinji to stop him. Shinji is hiding somewhere and laughing. It's too windy for Shiro to get a good beat on where the voice is coming from. Shinji's like, you should have killed me when you had the chance. And I'm also like, you should have killed him when you had the chance. Yep. Uh, Shinji is like, I'm gonna go kill everyone at the school once we're done with this, including Sakura. Fuck Sakura. Uh, Ryder now summons her actual noble phantasm, which is... A pair of reins. A set of reins. Uh, what does she call it? What's the name of it? Oh, god. Bellerophon. Oh. Which, I'm probably pronouncing that wrong, is the name of a different guy that she is also not. <laughs> Bellerophon is the Greek hero known for taming the Pegasus and flying around with Pegasus and killing a chimera and all that stuff. Huh. She is not Bellerophon. Uh, Bellerophon. Yeah. Uh, but she does use his name as her noble phantasm, I guess. His reins, I guess, are what she uses as her noble phantasm? Uh, it's a very uncool noble phantasm. This is just double uncool for Ryder. It's Ryder so posting funny. her L's. It's the funniest thing in the world, Ben. Yeah, the bit where Saber's like, that's not even her noble phantasm. And then it's like, well, technically the Pegasus doesn't like fighting, which is in fact we just introduced. So actually it's the reins that are the noble phantasm. Uh-huh. Because that makes it so that it can fight better. Uh-huh. Uh, very silly. Uh, Ryder's going to crash into the building and bring the whole building down. Saber might live. Shin Shiro won't. How the fuck is Shinji going to survive it? I don't know that Ryder particularly cares. Uh, let's see. Uh, yeah, Ryder's like, I, I, but here's the thing. Ryder needs him to live so she can keep yeah. going. Uh -huh. She's going, she, the whole reason to lure her up here and not just use it on the ground is so that no one sees it so she can use it again with, and surprise yeah. someone. Uh, Ilya's here, though. We know that, yeah. so... Saber is also like, yes, that's right. No one's here to see, so I can use my noble phantasm too. And she releases invisible air like she did when fighting Assassin. But not to use it for air beams. She's using it to actually show off her cool sword. And Ben, it's a really cool sword. It's, it's like right on the line between, wow, that's a cool sword and wow, that's a nerf toy sword. Yes. Uh-huh. Which is part of what makes it cool. Uh-huh. It's like gold and blue and white. 
as yeah. the kind of silver, you know what I mean? Mostly um, gold and blue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Saber hoists the sword over her shoulder. What does she say? Uh, she says that it is the sword of the light of the world itself. Shiro says this, yes. Is it? We keep flipping We're between... from Shiro's perspective at this point. Okay. It... Because he's going to, he's processing this in slow motion, like, what, oh, what the fuck is happening? I think that this is while we're as Saber, because it keeps flopping between Saber and Shiro's perspectives. I don't know how he knows that it is the light of the world itself. I think that that is while we're in in Saber's perspective. I don't, it's not Saber's perspective, it's like a third person perspective. Yeah, yeah. But, um, maybe, because he's going to start definitely commenting on this in a sec, so. Uh, it is the very strongest holy blade, and she yells, Excalibur! Oh. Oh, it's that sword. Yeah. It's the sword. It's the most famous sword, Excalibur. Uh Uh-huh. Well... If that ain't a tell, <laughs> no wonder she made the thing fucking invisible. Yeah. <laughs> Although this is a very funny bit. What does is, what is real life Excalibur look like? So I've been reading, um, and I'll, I might bring this for your ET time next time. Yeah. I've been reading good. Lamorte Arthur. Mm-hmm. Um, she, we will not get her true name this this episode uh, is, is king arthur we can yeah. say that uh knowing that the sword is excalibur makes it exactly one person so um, the only other person you could say is like the lady in the lake maybe but shiro immediately discards the the idea yeah. that it is not her sword yes um he has the thought where he's like where'd she get that sword from oh wait no i'm a dumbass of course it's king arthur um so in that excalibur basically refers to like two or three different swords uh-huh and all of them use excalibur uh so what does real life excalibur look like who could say it's like three different swords uh-huh um, yeah so the idea that people can recognize excalibur on site is very funny to me yeah but i uh in this case she does yell the name out, out loud yes. yes maybe maybe a hero like ku would recognize it right yeah, maybe and in in fates cannot like canon there is one excalibur there's not multiple swords yeah there is the sword of selection too but that has a different name caliburn is the name that nasu gives to the sword yeah. of selection yeah or different which is the the, a, the sword in the stone uh-huh um this is the which, sword from the lake as far as i can tell is a nasu special i don't think that any other um that that sword is usually also referred to as excalibur this might be wrong. There definitely is two swords, but I don't know. I, it might just ha- be referred to as Excalibur, but they're the the sword from no, the lake yes. is like a big thing. What I mean is the Nasu special is calling that sword Calibur. Yeah, that I don't know if I've ever heard that before. Um, uh, bless your hearts to everyone who managed to get this far without being spoiled on who Saber was. Uh huh. I it's I we're going into fate. I knew about Fate since high school. I knew two things about it. One, it's a porn game. And uh-huh. two, Saber is King Arthur. That was literally, again, as we talked about in our intro, I was sold I was sold Fate Stay Night as Eroge. And, uh, hey, wouldn't it be cool if uh, King Arthur was a girl? <laughs> uh-huh. 
So Saber's been punking us this whole time because she keeps saying she's not that big a deal, but she is literally one of the most notable heroes in mythology. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's very funny. Uh-huh. No wonder she got all touchy about her noble phantasm. Anyway, she vaporized Ryder in one hit. <laughs> and uh, she was like, oh, yeah, if uh, if she'd used that on solid ground, that would have... She would have changed the landscape uh-huh. with it. It's like a massive beam of light that, like, shoots out and <laughs> destroys... It doesn't really destroy much of the building because she's shooting up. Uh-huh. But it would have, like, it would have made some hills. It's <laughs> cool as I mean? hell is the thing. Yeah, it, like, there's a series of effects. We get this, like, it closes out on the CG of just, like, the faintest trail of light, like a falling yeah. star uh-huh. fading out. It rules. It's very <laughs> cool. Um, yeah, and there's a great moment of Shiro being like, oh, right, she's not some girl. She very literally is beyond my reach as a human being. Uh-huh. She is, she is, I've always, like, clung to this idea that she is a normal person deep down, but she is not. No. We are fundamentally different. Yes. I like this moment. Uh-huh. Uh, Shinji is screaming because Saber, Saber killed Ryder so hard that the magic book that has his command spells in it set caught on fire. <laughs> Why? Don't know. That's not usually how it works. No. Um... But yeah, this explains that bit from earlier when Shinji was confused when Shiro threatened to cut his arm off and why Ryder was willing to take the risk to jump in Mm -hmm. because she knew that his command spells weren't really at risk and Shiro didn't know that so he wouldn't kill Shinji outright. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was a safe move. I thought she was just taking some wild risks. Anyway, Shiro starts to chase Shinji, who's, like, crying and screaming and begging and all that stuff, and running. Uh, we get a choice whether to follow him or run to Saber, who just collapsed. Does My guess was chasing Shinji would be like, oh, I ran around and lost him immediately. Anyway, go check on Saber. Oh, that's Is there a whole scene? Um, so, yeah, there is. Uh, you got notes for that? Because I didn't do that at all. I, it's, like, it's pretty brief, and then Shiro goes back to Saber, but... The important part is this is the other way that you can find out that Ilya and Berserker are. Oh, um, it's wild to me that you didn't get this scene because uh, it's very cathartic. Um, so we shift to Shinji's perspective for a little bit. Oh, that's um, interesting. And he's like, God damn it. Ryder said she was invincible with that NP. And like, what the hell was she talking about? To be fair, she could not have predicted that (laughs) one of the strongest servants in existence was going to show up. Yeah. And it's a really fun. It goes from like uh, Saber and Rin and Shiro being worried about uh, uh, um, Ryder's NP being the strongest. Um, Which I think we, we missed one thing in that scene. And it's Saber like stammering like it's one it's rude to i'm actually very powerful and also it's rude to say that a knight isn't the most powerful it's it's um so we go from oh riders np is very strong Mm -hmm. and therefore scary to like oh no saber has the strongest np yeah pretty much (laughs) um uh but yeah so he's like mad at um he's stumbling around in the dark uh and he runs into a wall and he's like who would put a wall here and uh (laughs) um like fuzz his hand against it and is like wait a sec that made a weird sound 
and then uh Ilya and Ilya sprite like fades in a little bit um and Berserker's there and I don't remember exactly what he thinks right before um uh he dies but it's like it's something and then it's just a blood splatter on the screen uh, I'm and, so glad he's dead I thought he was gonna show up later or something and Shiro run and then we ship back to Shiro and he's running after Shinji um and like finds the blood splatter and is like oh okay I'm gonna go look at Saber now uh-huh <laughs> and runs back to Saber yeah, it's fun. Okay, I'm glad. I'm glad Sh- uh, Shinji got his. This running, route. it's in. It is interesting that in this case, running to Saber is the the skip stuff scene. That's very funny. Um, you also get points for going to Saber. So yeah, you know. yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So he carries Sh- uh, Saber home. Mm-hmm. Uh, we get the same scene from the bad end of Rin treating Saber and being like, "Hey, she's." She's like a Capri Sun that you sucked all the juice out of. There's nothing well, going on. There are some important differences. She says she's thing. got a little more time. Yeah. Like, the bad end, Rin says, you have to decide by tomorrow morning. Yeah. And this time, Rin says, uh, you have to decide by the next time we fight someone. Yeah. Which is, that seems like a way better situation to be uh-huh. in. Yeah. Uh, he... He notably does not give up Saber's name to Rin. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she do- Rin doesn't push the issue. She thinks that she could... If she used the NP again, she would vanish instantly, I think, is the thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> this time, also, Rin is like, okay, you have two options. One, you can offer you- her your magical energy. And this is... She says that there's a technique for this. Uh, a like magic sharing technique that would take a long time for him to learn how to yeah. do. Just says something about it taking a year uh-huh. to teach him. Now, Rin, do you got any like quick and dirty alternatives to sharing magical energy quickly? Nope. No? Can't think of one? It doesn't start with an M and end with a transfer? Nope. Rin can't bring herself to say that we need a sex scene for this. <laughs> Spoilers for next episode, Ben. We've been making, we've been joking about this scene for the entire run of this podcast. Um, Rin says, you know what? (laughs) Rather than worrying about transferring magical energy, you know, just go have her murder some people. That's probably better. She'd probably prefer that, actually. (laughs) Um, and that's it. He's left with that. We don't get into Dragon Slay because that's, uh, next day. Mm hmm. How you feeling, fan? Um, I hope the audio quality of this is okay because it hasn't gotten too hot in here. Actually, I'm starting to sweat. I mean, like I'm it's a little been warm, consistently but... warmer, slowly. But this thing is broken. This air conditioner is not working. Yeah, there's no denying that. Uh, ben wants to deny it because Ben doesn't want to send it back because it's a huge pain in the ass. Yeah, it really is. Um. I had a few moments while we're playing these three days where I was like, damn, I just missed Tsukihime. I don't want to be doing this, actually. So I'm interested. I don't associate any of these three days. Or, okay, there are you saying that 
made me associate a couple of things as we went through, but like I don't, I would not directly compare the two at all. There is a lot of like weird specific things that Nasu keeps leaning on that remind me of things that happened with Shiki but made more sense with Shiki, right? Mm-hmm. Think of like stuff like the the death sense. We've talked about this yes. at, at, uh, at length. Of, like, why Shiki can tell that he's about to die and why it's less cool that Shiro just has that ability, too. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, It's a few specific... It's (laughs) Shiro's chest hurting. Uh Uh-huh. Specifically the chest. But the whole bit, I just find... I find the fire less interesting a mystery of what happened than I find what happened to Shiki. Well, because it's not a mystery. Yeah. I mean... It is a little bit because, like, oh, right. there's all you these burns from. You know what I mean? A mystery. What happened? But it is fundamentally. It's, just... it's like this is why Shiro is the way he is, uh-huh. rather than that death scene, which was a oh no, what happened? This is why I say when they do try and play it as a mystery or, or as a mysterious occurrence, I'm like, I don't like it. I'm like, I don't care what ha- why why he doesn't have burns now. It's not uh-huh. that interesting to me. Um. So there's that. There's, um, oh, there was something specific that was bothering me. What what else was I uh, calling Tsukime bullshit on? Oh, Ryder is not a very compelling vampire. Uh, mm-hmm. That scene, too quick, too dirty, not interesting. We'll get more of Ryder as a vampire in other routes. But... Um, there was something I wanted to say about Shiro... Yeah, there's just so many things with Shiro that I don't find as believable as I did with, uh, or as believable, interesting as I did with Shiki, basically. Mm -hmm. I'm struggling to pull examples now because I had a few examples that I've now forgotten because I should have just said them when I was saying them, right? Mm -hmm. His dreams aren't as interesting, you know? There's just a vibe in Tsukihime. It's the horror thing, right? This is not a horror game. Not right now, yeah. No. I think it has the potential to get there, but, like, this is, like, it's too shonen for me, is the thing. Mm -hmm. It's less interesting because it's shonen. This is it. This is the thing. Him walking in on the shed, not walking in on the shed, eavesdropping on them, talking about his, like, cool super magic that violates the rules of reality or whatever. Very boring. (laughs) It's, like, the thing with Tsukihime... Everyone was keeping secrets from Shiki. Yeah. For very specific reasons. They had a number of, like, it was all about secrets. It was this intimate story of a few people who were so fucked up by the previous generation that they have to lie to each other constantly in order to survive, mm-hmm. basically. And so everyone, like, whispering things to each other that Shiki half hears out of the side of one, like, ear, you know what I mean? That causes him to misunderstand and do things. That's really interesting because there's really concrete founding for why they wouldn't just tell him. Yeah. I don't understand why they don't just talk to Shiro about it. Yeah. Like, that whole thing. Rin's, like, murderous energy. Why? Why does she murderous energy anything in that scene? That scene just feels so extraneous and weird. It feels like Nasu being like, I need to add a little bit of, like, mystery something to get you to keep moving here. So I'm going to do this, like, thing about how Shiro's actually got superpowers you know what i mean Uh uh-huh i also i don't like this building like shiro actually has the the coolest superpower of it all you know what i mean 
It's not, but like, it's like a a shonen where a character is introduced as being like their main power is that they're plucky, and then the, in the second season they actually get a really cool superpower. Uh huh. It's just like not that interesting to me. Yeah. Like working within the limitations is more interesting to me. Mm-hmm. Or just having the cool power from the start. That's why I like Shiki's Mystic Eyes. Mm-hmm. They were cool from the start, you know? And they were cooler than what Shiro can do. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're starting to get baked, aren't you? Yeah. We can't have this discussion now. I'm hungry. Um, I mo- Like, yeah, I more or less agree with you also. Yeah. Like, I complained in episode zero about... Uh, or episode one, I guess, uh-huh. uh, about Shiro having like preternatural senses sense uh, of death, to yeah. a- avoid death, and I was like, just uh, it's interesting because like sucks. on every level, Stay Night is better put together. Yeah, but uh, it's a it's a better game. Te- it's technically better written. It looks better. The soundtrack is better, and like it's less rough around the edges, mm-hmm. even if it is also going to be pretty rough around the edges at times. But uh, there's just a vibe that I like better in Tsukihime. I kind of knew that this was going to happen. Um, I, I'm a Tsukihime old head now. <laughs> yeah, I think um, I think there are some things that are interesting in the way that we're doing this that are are enjoyable to see Nasu take a second pass at yeah. like thematic stuff. Um, and the shed just like doesn't bother me at all because uh-huh. it's such a nothing like. Uh-huh. Yeah, there are a couple of scenes in this game that are like you can see or not and so they're just setting up a mystery yeah. for the future and they're not it's like not very good, you know. It's that the shed bothers me and then like little stuff like Shiro going to the school without telling anyone. Yeah. He has no reason not to tell Saber at least. Yeah. Shinji definitely didn't expect Saber not to come to the school. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like <laughs> Shinji wasn't like leave your servant behind. Of course, Shiro wouldn't leave his servant behind, but uh-huh. he does anyway for no reason whatsoever. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's that stuff. It's like, why don't you just talk to people, Nan? You have no incentive not to. Mm-hmm. 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 Whereas, again, I'm comparing him to Shiki a lot because I knew that we were. I was comparing Shiki to him back in the day. Uh-huh. Uh huh. It's like, yeah, of course, Shiki can't talk to anyone. He might be a murderer. <laughs> He's terrified of everyone around him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's interesting. I'll this is I'm I feel like I'm gonna come out of the fate route being very hard on this game. And I'll probably perk up as we go. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. I I'm really that. I really like Saber, but right now, Fate's Day Night, I'm having some issues with it. Saber's great. I'm enjoying myself. But less than I expected. Huh. That's where I'm at with Stay Night so far. I think we are days-wise. This was better. Today, these couple days, all of the stuff with Ryder was way cooler. I was was like, I was in again in a way that I wasn't since, like, Ilya showed up and started killing Shiro (laughs) in the first couple days. You know what I mean? I think we are, like, two-thirds of the way through days-wise. I would say... Uh, we are like two episodes in the wrap up. Yeah, I think we have two. So we're like halfway through in terms of stuff that actually happens. And like, I think 
the the back third of this route is my favorite. Is better, yeah. It's way it's just way more better. It's my way better and more open. interesting than we've uh-huh. seen up to now. Um I can't say that like Shinji's dead. Shiro broke his arm at least. I, at least I had that moment of cheering for Shiro. My heart is open. Uh-huh. I'm ready to accept and embrace Saber. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, good news. We've got a sex scene next episode. Speaking of, next episode we're doing days 11, 12, 13. Nice. How many Wait. days is there? 15? Let me look. Let's do 11, 12. Just 11 and 12? You sure this was a this was quick. Eleven's a long day. Okay. Um, eleven is like a a wrap up of the first two thirds of the game. I say day. Um, and then twelve. We might do thirteen as well. Stay tuned. But I think eleven, twelve, and then if um if Ben finishes and is like, oh my gosh, I have zero notes. Then mm-hmm. we'll do thirteen as well. Mm-hmm. That's good. Um, either way, two more episodes and then a wrap up. Yep, yep, and we'll have Kate back. Yeah, uh, from the the first episode of the route for the wrap up. Uh huh. Um, if you were part oh, oh, oh. of the abnormal mapping, we've network. got one question, or we've oh. got some questions. It's from Cat with an at on Twitter. Uh, two questions for the podcast. One. This is an intrusive thought, but every time I autofill after Fen says fair pronouns, I, Ben's pronouns end up bay bear because of alliteration. Because <laughs> you're Fen, fay fair, yeah. and I'm Ben, bay bear. That's very funny. You're bay. I'm bay. Uh, second, the actual question is, this is for when all y'all get later, but like, who decorates the house if Shiro doesn't care to put stuff in his own room, Sakura doesn't live there, and Taiga only brings garbage? I've been thinking about it because Shiro is r slash male living space is exemplified, but the rest of the house isn't like that. Do you think Kiritsugu, when he moved in, like, paid someone to just, like, set up, sta- to, like, stage it, basically, like a show house? Yeah. And they just, like, that. had the same shit forever? Uh-huh. Yeah, because I can't, I can't think that Kiritsugu was like, ah, yes, I'm going to do some tasteful furnishings and decorations all over the place. No, because Kiritsugu's never there. Yeah, and, and when he was like alive. Shiro, you know what yeah. I mean? He's not... Well, except that Shiro lives there. Kiritsugu <laughs> yeah, was just right. constantly on business trips. Yeah, he hired... He must have paid someone to do that for him. Or, yeah. or even like... Uh, Taiga's dad came over one time and saw the barren, empty, like, corridors of this place and was like... I'm going to get you a guy. He's going to come in. He's going to put some shit in here. It's going to look nice, Kiritsugu. Alternatively, that was how Kiritsugu bought the house. <laughs> yeah. was yeah. just like... He, he went and it was staged like a show house. And he was like, can I just get all this shit? And they're like, um, this is... Most of this furniture is cardboard. And he's like, I'll take it. I don't <laughs> care. See, I was thinking like, oh, the previous owners died. Didn't uh-huh. have descendants. Mm-hmm. So I was just like, cool. Free yeah, furniture. I see that. What wrap up this thing. In addition, the mages only choosing one child means that there's at least one room in every mage house that the other kids is not allowed in whatsoever. Which, now that I type it out, is exactly like Tsukihime was. Girls in big mansions with one big forbidden room somewhere. True. True. I think, so, part of the thing there is, like, uh, Rin has said most mage families give away their mage, or non-mage children. That's true. That's so, true. 
most of them only have one child mm-hmm. and therefore mm-hmm. no forbidden room but i do like the well they gotta have guests over sometimes so they gotta keep that shit somewhere mages mostly just you're right are social with mages like you're right that's like a whole thing they're supposed very to be recluses insular. yeah uh anyway sorry for the ramble we love the podcast thanks you all for making it uh thank you for the questions and mostly comments <laughs> cat with a gnat yeah thank you yeah fen you want to do the wrap-up ship we're part of the abnormal mapping network <laughs> fen where can people find you on the internet fennec.moe f-e-n-i-c dot m-o-e yeah um, still a good url fun where can people find you ben you can find me on twitter at ben ends and you can follow my uh used to be not safe for work writing account at doom gender mostly i'm going to be using it for talking about my upcoming visual novel speaking of visual novels you can also find ben on patreon 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 doom gender yeah patreon? i'm doom gender on patreon um i'm gonna that also was, was a not safe for work writing account you know what i mean uh-huh. i'm moving away from that now not not moving away from not safe for work stuff in general but uh, like not safe for work short like fiction yeah. you know what i mean smut um uh, i'm moving into horror romance visual novels stay tuned like tsukihime <laughs> uh-huh stay tuned to for us uh doing fun things in the future soon yeah fen's working on some shit we're working on some stuff i'm letting you lead this project i am i am a helpful assistant yes what else do we say fen what could if people wanted to say leave a five-star review on their podcatcher of choice what's a fun thing that they could say in the review to fool the algorithm into thinking that uh we are a good podcast um oh no cursed thought give it to me Mary Kill, Saber, Rin, uh, Sakura. Oh, oh, Fen, you don't, you don't want to play this game with me. <laughs> Wait. Anyway, uh, that's all. Thank you for listening. Uh, what else do we do, Fen? Say, say the thing so I can escape. One day, let's meet in the digital sea.